Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. Ninja! And welcome once again to You Have Offended This Podcast. We watch martial arts movies. My name is Mike McCarran, and with me, as always, is a man who once tried to enter the ninja, but she was having none of it, Chad Lindsay. How you doing, man? You must be thinking Ninja <laughs> 3, The Domination. The, the I, I did move on two episodes, yes. Yeah, I did. The, true, the true lady story. ninja with the V8. <laughs> I should have had a V8. <laughs> I, I honestly, I want to get through this one. And Revenge of the Ninja, so that we can get to Ninja 3, because Ninja 3 is, that's a goddamn comedy goldmine nightmare show. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, like, they're all, <laughs> they're all comedy gold. Like, it's, there's, uh, there's one, I think, that I'd like to do in an upcoming season that was uh, Christopher Lambert, like, not as Raiden, uh, was in one, I think it was called The Hunted, and... That's coming up this season. Oh, well, goddamn it, I'm so excited. I really, I, I really liked that one because the ninjas were kind of pretty fucking scary in that particular film. And we're about to go down this little carnival of cheese from uh, our friends at Canning Group <laughs> where ninjas are massacred easily. But also they're the deadly assa- assassins of all time. But essentially they're just stormtrooper fodder for uh, Franco Nero here. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. They're they're really putting up no opposition at all, in in any meaningful sense. <laughs> so we're just going to go through this like normal in five sections. Uh, before we get to that, please remember, as always, to check out our social media. You can check at YHOTP on Twitter. You can search for You Have Offended This Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook to find our page, and on YouTube to find our YouTube page. And if the most important thing is please go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. You can check out our belt levels there. We have five different levels of support, the lowest being just five bucks a month. And for that, you will get one episode every week, plus our bonus partial arts episodes, which come out once every other week. So for one month, you're getting over eight hours of content for five bucks. And of course, if you want to give us more, hey, we're not going to turn that down either. There's levels there for you. So check those out. That'd be awesome. Leave us your suggestions for movies. Leave us what you love, what you don't love. We'll pass it on. And if you can't do that, tell your friends about us. Give us a recommendation and leave us a review if you would on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening on. So let's get right into this. We open with this movie with uh, a ninja training session. (laughs) I'm going to say that in, in pretty big scare quotes. And he completes his training and ends up going to the Philippines to visit his friend. And that is Ninja Cole. So we open up here in the opening credits, which for 1981, pretty dope credits with Sho Kazuki and all the weapons. Well, I mean, I don't even think it's like a time frame. I, I think I think for the most part, I really like these opening credits. He's, you know, he's bathed in a little bit of like a rim light. And, you know, they just they're basically just they obviously didn't have a like a real dimmer switch because the light goes out pretty quickly. Like they're just like, <laughs> like, like yeah. Mo, TV off. Like it's TV just off. like it's just <laughs> immediate. But I do love how, you know, like there's a disappearing infinite black background 
and he's just kind of popping in. He's got his different weapons. He's lit from above, and it's got a nice shape to it. I, I, I think it's I think it's great. And then you've got the somewhat racist font that is somewhat racist font. Yes, yeah, I was going to mention that English made to look like kanji. So uh, yeah, you know, there's that. But <laughs> um, overall, for the most part, I think it's a I think it's a really good opening sequence. We got we got one of them chop suey movies yeah. <laughs> coming up for you. Take a look. <laughs> no, I thought I, I overall I thought I thought it was a really good setup, good sequence. He's got you know some good moves and stuff. It gets you excited for the movie. Music is okay, like it's not fantastic, but it's it's it goes with what is on screen. So I liked yep. it. Yeah, we're gonna get into the music and the foley a little bit later because it sort of goes downhill. But for right now, for the opening credits, it's great, and it's the whole weapon opening here is really good right up until the very last the very last sort of hand to hand section where he's standing there and whoever the I assume that's Mike Stone who wrote the movie or wrote the story that the movie's based on comes in and does that flying sidekick that very clearly misses him by about half a foot and he falls down. <laughs> yeah, like he's the black ninja with the black background and all of a sudden the white ninja comes running in and does like this jumping sidekick and clearly misses. Like yeah. Like not even close and that's overall like that's that's a good analogy for this film because you know you're just like all right here (laughs) we go and you're like oh that's that's a miss he missed there like yeah (laughs) he's potential here there's potential here but oh oh, Oh. no no they nope okay never mind (laughs) but overall i mean this movie is goofy and dumb and stupid and i kind of love it (laughs) like for i I, I was gonna say it's stupid (laughs) and i I dig it. I, I, and we should mention off the top here, this is our, our re-recording of this, which we recorded the entire episode uh, a couple of days ago. And when we tried to put it together, the audio got corrupted somehow and it wasn't fixable, unfortunately. So this is a, a do-over podcast for us. So you may hear some references to that. But just so everybody knows, that's what we're doing. But like we said, I, I kind of honestly think that this was intended to be a, like a, a part comedy. <laughs> There's, there's little nuggets dropped, man. I, I can't get it out of my head. There's there's little things where, do you remember we talked about Point Break in our partial arts breakdown? And we yes. said that like there's a lot of fromage in that film, but they never wink at the audience. Like yes. they, they, they play it stone cold throughout the entire thing. And then at the end, you're just like, oh my God, this was a seriously legitimate film about, you know, Surfing bank robbers and <laughs> yep. football playing FBI agents. Mm-hmm. But with this film, there's a couple of times where I think they're winking and saying, yeah, we know. Like, it's it's a couple of times in there, and I and it, it, yeah. it kind of makes me appreciate it a little bit more. Because this it, is one of my yeah. least favorite, quote-unquote, ninja films. Yeah. And those little nods, you're right. They make me go, did they know? I think they knew, like, especially Franco Nero. I think Franco knew he wasn't a martial artist. He knew this was a quick, kind of off-the-cuff, let's film it in the Philippines on the cheap, push out a canon film ninja movie because they're popular now at the 80s. And he's just like, okay, I'll do it, whatever. Like, his, his, it's not even Franco Nero's voice. Because they wanted Cole, his character, to be from Texas, and he couldn't get the accent. So they yeah. dubbed his entire fucking voice in the movie. It's never him. Yeah. So he's just playing facial expressions and mouthing the words. 
Like, he knows he's in a movie that's not, you know, Oscar-destined or anything. But he he's, must. He must know. There's like, no way you don't. He's too smart. He's a smart guy. He's a good actor. He is. There's no way you don't know that. So he's fucking around, like, a little bit. And I think we're going to get to some parts where I'm like, no, he knew, like, that's, there's no way he didn't know there. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's got its, it's got its moments, and then it's got stuff where you're just like, what is, like, what is, what is the point of, what is the point of this? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. what, what exactly, what is this? Like, I feel like, I feel like talking to the executives from Canon, like, excuse me, but what, what is this? What is this that you're serving up on my plate? Well, Yes. So all on that track, we get the opening of the movie here with Franco Nero and Shokazuki on the top of this mountain overlooking a, a, a ocean or sea or something in the background there. And Shokazuki, they're like 20 feet apart, 30 feet apart, maybe more. And Shokazuki makes some movement with his hands and Franco like shuffles back like he's a threat. Yeah. And then he, he draws his sword and the, they fucking, they're all of a sudden they're in the jungle. Yeah, they're standing <laughs> at the top of a mountain. <laughs> probably a hundred meters apart. Like, yeah. possibly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shokazugi does, like, the Y in the YMCA pose. Like, <laughs> yes. he hits that. And, yes. and Franco Nero flinches from, like, a hundred yards. Like, he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus, he's, he's, he's going to hit the M next. Um, he, but, yeah. He steps he steps back like a dog lunged at him from, yeah. from like, 30 feet away. Like, like he was like, whoa. <laughs> and then Franco Nero is about to draw his sword. He runs immediately the next shot. They are deep in a jungle. So they went from a mountaintop, and then they're deep in the jungle. And to a steaming jungle. A steaming, humid jungle. <laughs> and there's three red ninjas now in tow, which, yep. listen. The red ninja outfits with the green foliage is beautiful. Like, from a cinematography standpoint, it's beautiful. Yes. But it's the worst fucking camouflage that a ninja could possibly have. Like, what what color is the opposite of uh, green as far as uh, the visual spectrum? Oh, red. Right. Okay, that's what we're going to wear in this jungle. If you're an, if you're an entomologist, you, you may... Be kind to them and say they're they're using aposematic coloration to indicate their level of danger. They're they're red, yeah. therefore I'm dangerous. Like a monarch butterfly to eat would be slightly poisonous because it's bright and colorful. So maybe that's what they're doing. I highly doubt it. But but then another three steps, and now they're below sea level in a fucking marsh, like in like a, a wetland. <laughs> And Franco Nero, in his bright white ninja whites, like he's going to culinary ninja school, yeah. is r running through the wetlands and trying to hide in the grass, literally three Dude. feet in front of these red ninjas. He's, he's laying on his back, and, the, <laughs> and two ninjas walk past him. He's dressed pure white, laying in green swamp grass, and they don't right. see him. They walk right past him, and then... Somehow set or, the marshlands on fire. Maybe they do see him, and they go, just keep walking. Yeah. And they walk past him, and then proceed to light the grasslands on fire immediately yeah. to kill him. I'm really excited so maybe about that was lighting the, plan. the grasslands on fire. Let's not attack him. But, yeah, the scenery... Let's smoke him out. <laughs> yeah, like, let's smoke him out and see where he is. Like, he's literally by your foot. <laughs> like st stab him <laughs> and that's one thing that we'll talk about later is throughout this film franco nero 
hides not from the ninjas but from the camera and that's yes that's the thing that's so funny it's like well clearly he's in the line of sight of the ninjas but he's obscured (laughs) from the point of view of the camera so nobody could fucking see him and it's just like it makes no sense they're treating you the viewer as though you were an opposing ninja yeah yeah like i'm the ninja and i can't see him it's like <laughs> what? Like no, Wait. he's clearly right there. <laughs> right? So now, and this is gonna play into about five minutes into the future. Franco rolls through the jungle and jumps up and kills this red ninja who's sitting in a tree waiting him. Oh, he definitely kills this guy. Blood spits out, he the guy falls to the ground and shivers like he's having a nerve problem. <laughs> And then he continues to move through the jungle, Franco does, and he comes upon, well, I guess you get the Shokazuki ninja with the spider, and he's just silently watching him. Yeah. But then there's a red-clad ninja up in the tree above him who is not walking stealthily in any way, shape, or form. And Franco also kills these two ninjas. Yes. They die in a very dramatic fashion. Which is honestly quite normal to see ninjas kill, kill ninjas. But yes, fair. You know, in a moment, it's <laughs> it becomes problematic. Very problematic with the whole <laughs> like suspension of the disbelief of this film. Yes. So Shokazuki then pointlessly throws two shuriken into a tree, and he comes out in front of Franco Nero in the jungle, probably fifty meters away from him, and pulls out a pair of nunchucks and proceeds to flourish them a little bit, and then literally run at Franco Nero swinging the nunchucks in front of him (laughs) yeah in a very pointless manner like if you're at a long distance you're not going to pull out a short-range melee weapon and just fucking run at the guy like it's not it's the opposite of the gun slap that we talk about all the time right it's the (laughs) complete opposite it's like hey a gun is a projectile weapon you don't have to get so close where they can knock it out of your hand but now he's like a football field away and swinging the nunchucks like he's gonna take him out (laughs) which See, in this movie, we see both ends of that spectrum. We see the close-range weapon used from very far away, and we see the projectile weapon used from super close-up frisking range, very close-up, which which is coming coming up up in a moment. Fairly quickly. (laughs) But the the martial arts here, it's it's just okay. Like, it's okay. Like, it's not... It's not, like, completely offensive to me. Like, sometimes when I see stuff, I'm like, oh, my God. And then other yes. times it's like, whoa, that's amazing. This is just kind of in the middle. Like, the it's choreography, meh. it's just like, eh, there it is. Well, that's a sword attack, I guess. Yep. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. That, that's definitely a shuriken to the forehead. <laughs> yeah. The sword battles like this one coming up here. He shoots a couple arrows at some people. Then he gets into a fight with two red ninjas here. Well, I guess two and then a very quick shuriken to the face. The The sword fight with the two ninjas is not well choreographed. But again, it's meh. Yeah. I see Franco Nero. I see an obvious white dude as the main character. I'm honestly not expecting much. Yeah. So, okay. And it's 1981 or whatever. So, okay. I'll take it. He literally throws a ninja smoke bomb here for no reason at all. And how 
how softly did he throw that? He didn't oh. throw it with any, like, he just kind of put his arm out, and when it got to the end, he just let it drop. <laughs> like, that's that's basically how he threw this thing. It's just like, oh, <laughs> put the arm out, oh, that's as far as it goes, we'll just drop that bomb right here. Like, th- it's, it's a th- weak-ass fucking throw, man. I think the soft throw is going to be a theme because we're going to get that again very quickly in yeah. here too. Yeah. <laughs> the little soft, like, uh, like, oh, it's a Nerf ball. I'm going to just, uh, like, it's like trying to hurt somebody with a cotton ball. Like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so he throws that. And then we get an amazing scene where he, <laughs> he is for some reason up in a tree. He does a backflip out of the tree, but then appears very close to the camera. And it was obviously not, the same person who did the backflip out of the tree yeah <laughs> it's unbelievable it was very very black dynamite yes yeah, there's there's scenes where you know clearly it's a stuntman and there's scenes where you know that it's franco nero yes well i mean his his mustache you can see through the mask well yeah yeah that's massive <laughs> he's got this got the stash rolling and then we get the amazing across the pond spy versus spy ninja foot chase (laughs) which makes me laugh every time i see it it's such a bad it's like they're (laughs) jogging like it's i just hear the benny hill theme in my head dude it's all i hear it's like some of the there's a few there's a few shots the cinematography like there's a couple of moments where you're like wow that's a really nice shot you know, the yeah, there's three or four good. of those. Like the depth of field is good. Like there's some there's some good shots, and then there's just these stupid, flat, boring shots. So I don't yep. I don't know. Like there's not a certain level of consistency with whoever was doing the shot selection, and it may be like they were really pressed for time, and they're like, all right, uh, get one of them just running down the road. Like we got to fill time. Like get, just get them <laughs> to make this ninety <laughs> running down the road. Just yeah, just make it look like you're jogging, boys. Just go. Just let me get that shot. It, it's it's really hit or miss here. But when they when they arrive at the really cool waterfall, yes, there's a waterfall. They kind of square up. And uh, Shokasugi there pulls out his sword. There's a waterfall behind him. The The sun is like in just like a really perfect position. And they're getting ready to square off. And I'm like, oh, okay, this will be great. This is going to be an shot. awesome fight in the shallow water at the base of a waterfall. But yep. it it doesn't. Like they both draw their swords and Franco Nero just fucking runs and jumps off the fucking waterfall like Predator. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they, they get three or four hits of the sword and then Franco yeah. <laughs> runs away. Like, oh, yeah. no. He, he jumps legit, off this waterfall. He legit runs away. And like, yeah, there's a couple of there's a couple of half decent exchanges and it just starts to get good. And then they don't even like cut to him. Look, look at each other in the eye and, nope. and, and kind of have like this moment, like, okay, we'll finish this later or something. They actually show show Kasugi, And then they cut to Franco Nero's just nothing but ass and elbows. Like he's just, just taillights, baby. He's he just, running away. He just started to run. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, well, where the, and I'm, I'm like watching the movie. I'm like, well, where the fuck's he going? Like <laughs> I came kinda... here to watch some ninjas. Fight. he's got something in the dryer he needs to take it out like <laughs> yeah no they jump off this waterfall and swim to the shore here and uh and then we we get this sort of the the cut to the the ninja compound i guess with the big bridge and the ninjas are <laughs> the ninjas are walking across the bridge towards camera and franco is he's i'm gonna say quote unquote hiding behind a tree but he's not hiding he's just fucking standing in the open like how did he get there 
they would have seen him. He's in a bright white goddamn ninja suit. <laughs> he's not hiding he's, in any way. <laughs> but he's he's behind a tree where it like the tree comes up like a Y. He's yes. standing in the fucking open space between <laughs> yes. the two between the two fucking split where the trunk splits. And he's yes. standing it clearly in the open like he's like the he's worst not even trying to hide guy. he's not even attempting he's just like he's like yeah come on motherfucker like you can't see me ninja magic invisibility what's up oh, <laughs> it's just like dude like come on yeah so he goes under the bridge and then we get the fight with the four ninjas on the little hilltop here where he this is fucking so- awesome and softly darts the sword into that one ninja's chest. Yeah, they. So the four ninjas surround him. He he basically sweeps across and slices one, and then he kind of like if you were to do the most gentle javelin throw that you could possibly do, and he just like Bleh, and he just tosses the sword in it, and it hits Buddy, who clearly just kind of catches the sword and holds onto it, like between his yes. arm and his body, like like it actually penetrated. And it was like, no, that wouldn't penetrate rice paper, man. Like, but yeah, if you if you had a sword and held it like a dart, yes, and tried to throw it so it would land two meters away from you in the grass. Yes. That's how hard he throws his sword. Like just, and with, without disturbing the anthill that it's going to yes, land on. Like, yes. I, I don't want to kill any ants. I'm just going to do this nice and easy. <laughs> like, it's the, it's the lamest throw of all time. And it, you know, <laughs> it penetrates the ninja, you know, like, abdominal all, cavity. All the way through. Easily. Yeah. Kills those four guys. Mysterious smoke appears. And then another ninja backflips in unnecessary gymnastics unnecessary gymnastics is a trope in all martial arts movies yes it is so he kills that guy and then a black ninja comes out he takes the back out of that guy the knees kills another red ninja and then says you know yield or i'll kill you to this black ninja he yields he runs up to the master who we now see standing outside the compound who turns his head turns to face cole yeah he's clearly standing there and he clearly turns and he's clearly moving yes and then Cole takes his sword out and schwagakity cuts his head off. And it's wax, as they say in Game of Death. Yes. It's a full-figured wax substitute for his ninja master. Yeah, which we don't which we don't know right away. But you're just like, oh my god. No. He sliced the head off that old man. Yeah. And then he goes inside the little compound, slyly turning his head to go into his ninja main lecture hall room, I guess, with the tatami mats. He goes in here, he sort of, you know, the the rest of the ninja clan comes in. He takes his little mask off and you see his glorious mustache. Yeah, that mustache is dope. Like, he's he's sporting, that, he's sporting a stash here, man. He's not Amazing. playing with the mustache. Like, it's, it's wider than his mouth and just turns down a bit. Yeah. Like, it's full-on mustache. He's not playing. And then the rest of the red ninjas who are still alive come in. And now we realize... Shokazuki comes in as his character, Hasegawa, and we realize, oh, this is a training test thing. Yeah. Like, he's just being tested to see if he's going to be a ninja guy. Wait a minute, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't he just kill, like, nine dudes? <laughs> like, full-on fucking kill dudes? Shuriken to the head? Yeah, that's Kill dudes? Because you're like, you're like, oh, it was just a training. Oh, wait. He killed that guy in the tree. And what about that? Yeah. What about that old man? He lopped his head off. And then the old man walks in carrying 
<laughs> carrying the wax head. Yes. And you're like, which no, looks wait, nothing like him. Like, don't try to trick me. I'm like Annie Wilkes. No, he didn't get out of the cocky duty car. We saw him move. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. And you're just like, oh. And then, like, some of the guys are taking their, uh, their ninja hoods off and they've got, you know, like blood on their face. So I assume that somehow Franco Nero was stabbing them in the face with like a, a fake sword that shoots blood. Like, I don't know. I'm sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I guess. And f- like Franco here looks intense when the instructor is like, you did good. What are the nine ninja hand position magic yeah. things? Yeah. And he goes through all these ninja hand positions, which to be fair, and in full disclosure, I thought these were the dopest shit in the world when I was, you know, 12, 12 13, or whatever. Yeah, when watching we this. saw this. Yeah. Oh, I was trying to learn those hand positions and weave my fingers together like fucking macrame, like he does. <laughs> I could, could never do it, but there was like, well, you go. I could never do it, but I thought that was the coolest shit in the world. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, for for 12-year-old kid, this is, like, awesome. Come on, man. Well, and we'll get to it, but this movie effectively seems like it was written by a 12 to twelve to 15-year-old kid. Yeah, that's one of the things that <laughs> right? we discussed is <laughs> it's like what you think adult life is like. Like, yes, when you're when you're like 11 or 12 and you fantasize about what it's like to be 22. Right. Yes. This is this is what you get. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> That's you right. don't know anything about women. You don't know anything about you know like friendships <laughs> or having a job or you know like you know. But anyway, we'll get into that. But yeah, this is this is like a twelve-year-old fantasy fan fiction film. Yeah. <laughs> he he goes out. He kills all these ninjas to become a ninja, and then they have a barbecue and they have some drinks. Except for Hasegawa, he's not having any of this. He is pissed that Cole is now considered a ninja. He's just giving him dagger eyes the whole time. Like, he's not a ninja. He slams the table, flips shit over. He's all fucking mad. (laughs) Cole's trying to be cool. Like, no, no, let him talk. He's like Lucy Liu in fucking Kill Bill Part 1. No, no, let him talk. Right? But he's like, no, he's not a ninja. He's fucking pissed and he leaves. So he, Hasegawa fucks off. He's in a a tiff. And, uh, but no, he's a full on ninja, I guess. And we go from this lovely little barbecue festival thing celebration that cole's a ninja to his master now walking him out because now that cole's a ninja he knows everything and doesn't need to stay and learn anymore no that's 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 exactly right soon as you get like again 12 year old oh you're a black belt now you know absolutely everything and you must yeah. go walk the earth you must like cane and kung fu <laughs> yeah but the thing is like <laughs> what's so dope is when they're walking down the bridge like Cole is rocking fucking white denim jeans and a white jean jacket. Yeah, he is. With a fucking blue denim collared shirt underneath it. Oh yeah. And and the master looks like he just came out of like a Tokyo high-priced <laughs> whorehouse with his fucking roll ball fucking open. Like he's just like, like to oh, his navel, legit to legit his navel. Legit to his navel. <laughs> And he's wa- he's walking like he has swollen balls because he's just kind of <laughs> rocking back and forth as he walks. So like not what you would expect a ninja. Like he's he's barely making it walking across that bridge. He's just like, oh, my nuts are so raw from that trip to Tokyo Bang Bang. And he's like, yeah, yeah, just go on and go do your thing. 
then fucking Jim Cole. Jim Kelly syndrome. <laughs> Cole gets in the cab and he's on his way. Now that he's a ninja, on he's going to go where? look up some friends. Yeah, he's got to go find his friend in the Philippines. He's going to Manila and he's going to find his friend Frank and have a little fun with his buddy. So he gets to Manila here. This is sort of section two here. He goes to Manila. He meets Frank. Uh, they sort of figure out who the bad guys are and they have their first kind of encounter with the thugs of the sort of main boss of the movie, uh, who is Mr. Venarius. So Franco rolls up here to Frank's place. I should say Cole. Cole rolls up here to Frank's place and the gate's closed. So he just jumps over the goddamn, what is it, 12 foot fence? I don't know how the fuck he got over that, but I guess he's a ninja. Well, I, I'm okay with him getting over it. I'm not okay with the fact that his fucking white suit doesn't have any dirt or grease or fucking moss on it. Like, he is fucking clean. <laughs> Ain't no thing. So, yeah, he gets over this into Frank's little plantation compound thing here, and he is met by Frank's wife, Marianne, with a goddamn shotgun pointed at him. But, as we previously mentioned here, mm -hmm. she doesn't understand that that's a goddamn projectile weapon. She walks right up to Cole's face, kneels down to frisk him, holding a shotgun with one hand, which he then, of course, swats away and grabs boob and throws her to yeah. the ground. Yeah, he gets a little rough with her, and then uh, his buddy comes out, and he's like, oh, hey. He doesn't hey, give a fuck that he roughed oh, up his wife. wife. He's like, oh, Cole, what's <laughs> up? How you doing? Come on in, man. <laughs> he does not. Hey, Cole, how you doing? Oh. Did you rough up my wife? He like he like you oh, said, yeah. he grabs her, grabs her boob, <laughs> kicks her in the ass, like just boots her in the ass and sends her flying. And uh his buddy's like, Oh hey, how you doing, Cole? Nice to see you. Oh, that's my wife. You just <laughs> you got grass stains all over her fucking jeans. He, they come inside <laughs> like, the house here and Jesus. She does not put the shotgun down for quite some time. <laughs> No, she continues. She continues yeah, to like, hold the shotgun. The entire, which I basically, found the whole odd. conversation with Cole and Frank here. They're old. They're clearly old war buddies here. Actually, I'm gonna walk that. I'm gonna walk that back. I probably would if he had to grab my tit and kick me in the ass. Like I'd probably, I'd probably hang on to that fucking thing. <laughs> you know what? That's <laughs> fair. That That's a fair point. It, I'd be like, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna paint that goddamn white suit of yours red. <laughs> ass face. <laughs> probably keep that on me too. Yeah, that's a fair point. So, yeah, Frank here is like, hey, man, you want a drink? And Cole very pointedly says, no, no, I don't drink alcohol. And Marianne comes in and is like, hey, would you like to drink a glass of apple juice, orange juice? Here, have a glass of orange juice. And he's like, oh, thank you very much. I'll take that very much. Her, by the way, still holding the shotgun. Yeah, serving orange <laughs> juice. <laughs> and Frank is like, hey, more for me, bitches. What's up? And he has two drinks. And then they proceed to have supper. So they eat together at this big table. The servants are all there taking food away. And Marianne. This is the very next scene, says, would you like an after-dinner drink, a little liqueur? And she's, he, Cole says, no, no, no. And she's like, basically, come on. Yes, <laughs> and he goes, yeah, yeah, no, okay, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have a drink. Like, the you, next scene, after yeah. saying I don't drink. I don't drink alcohol. Would you like a, uh, would you like a digestif? <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't drink alcohol. It's good for digestion. All right. <laughs> like, All right. He just walks I'll that have, back I'll real have quick. two. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, it's crazy the, the, how quickly they they he turns around. So then they, he has a little drink, and then him and Frank go for a little walk around the grounds. And we learn now the sort of uh, main plot of the movie, which is there's a gang star in town who wants Frank's plantation. Uh, Frank doesn't want to sell, and Cole's like, "Well, you know, come on, man, don't sell." And you know, Frank says, well, I, "You know, there's a lot of money," and Cole says, "Well, then sell it." And he's, well, "I don't want to sell it." Marianne doesn't want to sell it. This is her place. Blah blah blah. 
So we realize that there's a gangster in town who wants his land. He doesn't want to sell. So now we're we're in that way of the dragon plot, which this movie kind of follows to a T, the, the way of the dragon line of friend has piece of property that gangster wants. Badass ninja guy, kung fu guy comes in and yeah. saves the day. Right of from from the gangsters, so it's it's the exact same plot, effectively of Way of the Dragon. Yeah, it really it really just follows that in a lot of ways, you know, to a T. But these guys are walking around like it's so close to the seventies because like Cole is now wearing like super tight nut hugger jeans. And <laughs> oh yeah, a he's belt got the buckle. plum smugglers. <laughs> yeah, he's got a belt buckle the size of a fucking license plate with like the triple X logo, like the Vin Diesel triple X logo on it. It's pretty. Yep. It's pretty dope. The the wardrobing in this actually is good. Like, there's a lot of fucking stupid stuff in this movie, but the the wardrobe really plays him up as like the two the cool tough guy or what a twelve year old boy fantasizes a really cool fucking tough guy to look like. Well, exactly. Because he's supposed to be from Texas, he's going to have a big-ass belt buckle, and it works really well for that. Yeah. And we get, uh, they, they, Frank takes Cole out here to introduce him to the workers, one of whom is the sort of main Filipino farm worker, Pee-wee, who is played by Leo Martinez, a Filipino actor who's been around forever and is still working today. And uh, then they, they get into this sort of theme through the movie, which sort of is carried to the end fight of let's have a cockfight which i guess is a it must be a big in the philippines so they have a cockfight there and frank is super into it watching these chickens try to fuck each other up and kill each other and you can see cole looking at it like what is happening yeah. right now what's going on like why am i watching birds why is my friend such each an other? asshole why is my friend a douchebag but then we cut to one of the greatest scenes in the movie which is cole <laughs> practicing his nunchucks on the front lawn this nunchuck scene is the, like, legitimately, this is the worst nunchuck work in any film. And I and I will include the big fat Italian guy in Way of the Dragon in the Alley, the guy that knocked himself out. Because, yep. dude, it is almost like, it is almost like they, they handed him a pair of nunchucks and said, do what you think someone who uses nunchucks does. And he just fucking did it. Like, it is so bad. Like, his face, he looks like he's in pain. Like, yeah, he's basically... He's so intense. He He's holding them out, and his mouth is turned down and open, and it looks it looks like he's taking a painful, dry shit. Like, he's, like, just <laughs> hugging the bowl and gripping the fucking handles of the nunchucks. It's ridiculously bad, man. It's so bad. This scene... Frank O'Nero is so intense with these nunchucks, but he's literally doing nothing he, with them. He's like holding them out and just like <laughs> like concentrating, concentrating like he's trying to make them float away with the Jedi mind trick. Right? He's just yes. like make these yes. fucking nunchucks fly across the yard. <laughs> And he, he's legit trying to fucking move these things with his mind, and he can't. All he can do is sweat and awkwardly flip them around. And he's wearing sweatpants, and his and his dick and balls are just kind of there because he keeps driving his hips forward. And it's just like, oh god, what what am I watching? Yeah, they should have a they should have a credited role in this movie because of those pants. Yeah, like holy shit. 
So yeah, Marianne comes out here as he's doing this on the front lawn and drives by in the Jeep with nary a word, just drives through frame. And then Franco, Cole, goes back to his movements, just moving them behind his shoulder. But then Marianne backs up into the frame again, beep, beep, beep. It's like, hey, you want to go into town with me? And he just is like, yeah, yeah, no, I wasn't doing anything. I'm just not not doing anything really important. He's not practicing his ninja skills or anything. So he hops in the Jeep. Off they go to town. And she is sort of telling him about the plantation and the workers. And she has to go to the bank and get the money to pay Pee Wee and all the workers and all that kind of jazz. So, hey, do you want to, like, basically take off and walk around the town? And, you know, I'll come back and pick you up. So Franco, in his button-down collar and his little tight slacks are now walking around, I guess, downtown Manila is where he's walking around. And this is where we get the first meeting of sort of tertiary character Dollars. Yeah. Dollars comes out and wants to sell Franco Nero, first of all, titty pictures. Hey, man, you like nudie pictures? (laughs) Not that? How about some religious stuff? And he's got crucifixes in the other jacket pocket, in the other inside of his jacket. How... How fucking <laughs> horny do you have to be to buy single titty pictures from a fucking drunken asshole in Manila who's got them pinned to the inside of his coat? He looks like Festus from Gunsmoke. He looks he looks half Festus from Gunsmoke and half Dale from The Walking Dead season one. Like he's <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> he's right he's right down that middle. Yep. So Franco Cole has no interest. In that, he's looking at this hook-handed short gentleman with this long, lanky beanpole guy shaking down one of the shop owners. And Dollars gives him the rundown of like, oh, those are you don't want to get involved with those guys. Those are bad guys. You don't want to deal with them. They're sort of the town heavies. That's sort of our first intro to the low-level boss in the gangster club of, they call him Hooks. And he's uh, he's played by a guy named Zaki Noy, who is an Israeli actor. He's again, he's really still acting good. today. Yeah, he's he's awesome. He's in still this. acting today, which is unbelievable. Yeah. But he's he's actually really good. And you know, when we said that this is very similar to Way of the Dragon, he kind of plays the little goofy uh, mincing translator from yes. Way of the Dragon. It's like, oh, Happy New Year, everyone. What exquisite decor. <laughs> like, he's, he's yes. bad because they just kind of have that like tonality and, and cadence to your voice that you just want to <laughs> punch him right in the fucking face. And he's walking around like, hey, like he's he's out across the street from Dollar Shop and he's got his hook and he's just like, <laughs> like I don't even understand in a lot of ways why you need the hook because he's using his hook to like, knock shit off the shelf like yeah like i can do that with my regular hand like (laughs) like, right (laughs) oh no he knocked over my candles with his hook (laughs) hand that makes this far worse a scenario for me and he's got that tall fucking call tall skinny fucking cowboy guy which is also like that tall skinny guy from uh way of the dragon too like rolling around the guy that gets kicked out of frame and murdered yeah yeah he's that dude with the (laughs) 
fucking tie-dye shirt. So these two are walking around just being assholes. Like you got a big round fat guy with the bad goatee with a hook hand and a fucking tall skinny guy. And they're just like shaking down businesses by like gently knocking shit over. Like, oh, there we go. Yeah, I'm going to make a big messy poo in your shop. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, how can we get on with our lives with whatever shall I do with criminals like this? coming into our shop every day and this guy who's six foot six and weighs 155 pounds oh i know this other guy who uses his hook properly and with a threatening manner maybe once in the entire movie exactly like this is christ that fucking skinny guy is like going around he could hunt geese with a rake and he's fucking (laughs) towers over towers over a little fatty fatty hook hand there it's just i don't know it's just i just found it stupid i was like i would i be afraid of these guys no no well and that's the other thing like the hook hand they they i mean this is very obviously i think the budget for this was like one and a half million dollars like it was a super low budget movie so the hook hand is obviously his hand pulled into his sleeve holding one of those like fucking dollar store plastic hooks well, <laughs> like yeah it like, looks so fake it's it's one notch above Chubbs's hand in fucking happy Gilmore. Yeah, I was like, say, well <laughs> Jesus like there's so many references because then you've got uh you've got Dakota's hand in fucking uh China O'Brien <laughs> that's right, right? China O'Brien and then <laughs> it's just like that. it's just like he's standing there and it's clearly <laughs> at the end of his hand they're putting like the 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 hook on it so it's like he's got a regular arm and then his other arm is like Dick Jones arm in Robocop when he went out the fucking window and it's like hey <laughs> oh it's so funny that the arm that had a fucking piece of it taken out is longer than his natural arm but you know <laughs> right imagine how long his fucking arm was before he lost his hand <laughs> jesus like like humley's arm in fucking ong bak before he got it broken at the end of the cave like oh my oh, god why is, your, why is your arm eight feet long yeah that Fuck. was that was the world's <laughs> biggest arm <laughs> fucking two by two in a shirt <laughs> so now we get a flash cut to some thugs beating up Pee-wee back at the plantation here, and he's getting his ass kicked by this guy, two or three guys, I guess, well, probably three guys, and Marianne and Cole show back up in the Jeep, and Marianne runs over, and the guy shoves Marianne down, and Cole's like, mm not on my watch, and he runs in, and Cole does a flying sidekick, that is, he's like five feet off the ground, kicks the dude in the back of the head, drops this one dude, and then he fights two dudes, one of them who has a knife, which he just tries to tear this dude's arm off, and then he he's swinging around on the braces of this little sort of cover thing, and then he stabs two guys with a bench. <laughs> I've never seen anybody get stabbed with a fucking bench before. He... He legitimately runs at a guy, jumps up and grabs a support beam and swings both legs into him. But the way that they shot it and angled it, it looked so weak. Like it looked like like it would. Like, you know, you're not going to get any sort of generate any force that way, right? No. Oh, my God. Like you can see the women's uh, uneven parallel bars. You see them fucking come on around like they're coming in hot, right? (laughs) Cole comes in all limp and dusty and fucking kicks the guy. And then, like you said, (laughs) he picks up a bench. Now, 
earlier he gently tossed a katana into a guy's <laughs> chest, and now he picks up a bench and he throws it, and it penetrates his chest. <laughs> yeah. So it's insane. It's so, absolutely insane. So what's 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 more fucked up? Cole throwing that bench through the guy's chest or Schwarzenegger as John Matrix when he threw the pole at uh, Bennett oh. and it went through the layer of chain through the layer of chainmail armor through his body, through his fucking spine <laughs> out the second layer of chainmail armor out his back and then into a big fucking metal oh. tub. Like, what's more ridiculous, the bench or... I have to go bench. Like, with Arnold, because he's so fucking jacked and huge, I I almost forgive the penetrative ability of that pipe. Like, it's obviously ridiculous. Yes. But I kind of forgive... Like, Franco Nero looks like me. Yeah, well, you are absolutely correct, because... Right? A, <laughs> a, it's metal, so at least at least it's metal versus metal. And at least right. Arnold fucking sold it. Like, Arnold threw that like like he was at the fucking, like, original Olympics, right? He's just, like, at the first <laughs> right. Olympics, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna put this thing javelin through the fucking... Throw it into the stove and but make he, the steam yeah, come out he, of him. He fucking <laughs> tossed that pole through Bennett. This, this is a wooden bench that, like, is blunt, and it's like a fucking... <laughs> It's like a six by eight uh, board at the at the end that just magically goes through this guy's chest. It's it's it is ridiculous. Schwarzenegger is more believable than this little bench gimmick that they did. So you know, it has to be hats off to whomever wrote that into the script. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that was about. But then the fight's over because he knocked one guy out and killed two guys. But he walks over to Marianne and goes, "You okay?" And I wanted her to go, well, you just stabbed two guys with a fucking bench yeah, yeah, just next to me. Like, you killed two guys in front of me. Like, Jesus Christ. Honestly, though, when they were kicking the shit out of Pee Wee, like, that's actually some of the best acting in the in the film. Oh, he's he, good, yeah. He was actually selling it. I don't know anything about he's the so actor bitchy. who played Pee Wee, but, like, when they were they were ripping punches into his body and stuff, he's covered in blood, and he's he's selling it. Like, he, he looks like he's really getting his ass kicked, so... Good on yep. good on that guy. Good on you, Pee-wee. Yep. Leo Martinez. Good job, brother. So, yeah, we get the Pee-wee and the rest of the people saying, like, we can't stay here. This is insane. We're leaving. And they take off. And now Cole and Marianne are here trying to salvage the, I, I guess it's a coconut plantation because they get a shot here of a couple dudes climbing up coconut trees to harvest them, yeah. I'm guessing. And Marianne's trying to harvest, or not harvest, she's trying to pick these coconuts up and chuck them in the back of this wagon here. And Cole comes over and starts to talk to her, and he's wearing his little cowboy hat. Hey, what's that? Hey, how you doing? Man, he's got his hat on and his everything. He's looking all cowboyish. And they're having a chat about the plantation, and she's kind of telling him about what's happening. And Frank is over there drunk sleeping his afternoon away. And Franco's like, what's happening? with, the, with you know, What's up with Frank? So she kind of gives him the lowdown of, you know, he's kind of been drinking and he's having a hard time. And... Not the same, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to hold it together, but I'm not leaving because this is my home and that whole situation. She gives him this, you know, that's her sort of time to shine. That's her little speech moment of like, mm. I'm stubborn. I'm not leaving. This is my home. Fuck all those gang yeah. stars. I'm she, leaving. I'm she staying. She does great here. Like this is. She's good, man. She's a good actress. And for these scenes where they're conversing, the the shots are pretty good too. Like she's, she looks like, like they don't have her like glamored up in this particular shot like she's covered in sweat and she's she's really firing those coconuts while she's having the conversation with them like she's she's 
dirty and messy and it it it's very believable i like they they took some time in this and and it and it pays off like again credit where credit's due i will shit on you some more film but uh yeah yep. you know i'll give you i'll give you a thumbs up here oh no well we're gonna shit on the film because it's hilariously awful but susan george here is really good franco nero here is real. like these are good actors like yeah you know they've been acting forever and still are in most of the cases of the people in this movie. They're good, solid journeyman actors. Yes. Susan George is great. As long as she's acting in a scene with, with somebody like Franco, they're great, man. Like, they, they show the scene with Frank in the back. Uh, Frank, by the way, is played by Alex Courtney, who, again, another really great actor. And, you know, they show him in the background, and they're looking around and seeing Frank and playing off each other. This is a really good scene for acting and for the movie. I, I'm I'm not mad at this scene at all. Yeah. Con- Contrary to the the very following scene where <laughs> Frank Frank and Cole are jogging now, trying to get in shape and come to Dollar's shop again. Okay, first of all, Frank's wearing a fucking toque. He, yes, he is. He's wearing a wool toque, jogging in the Philippines. But anyway, <laughs> I was just like, what? Just as a point of note, dude's and, wearing a toque. And Cole straight up steals a banana from Dollar's shop. He's only, well, he straight up, like, not even fucking around. He scoops up a little plantain, peels it, fucking eats it, doesn't pay for it, and then tosses the fucking discarded peel (laughs) back on top of Dollar's fresh produce. Like, not not even stealthily, like, right in his face, fuck you, Dollars, I'm eating this and you can suck my dick, I'm not paying for it. That is an alpha move. That is just like, I'm straight up. I'm straight up on this. Alpha dog. No intention of paying for this. Yeah. So then they go into the bar here where Marianne is attempting to sort of corral up some more plantation help. And we see her at the table and a bunch of Filipinos there trying to get hired on. One of whom we need to talk about. And that is Mr. Trinidad. Mr. Trinidad is asked by Marianne. So, Mr. Trinidad, uh, how old are you? You're 65. He says he's 65. Mr. Trinidad is every day of 98. Yeah, Mr. Trinidad. Okay, every day. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Trinidad is, you know, he's on his last legs. Like, he has been around a lot. <laughs> Mr. Trinidad has seen some shit. <laughs> I cannot picture Mr. Trinidad hoofing it up a fucking palm tree no, to harvest coconuts. No, he's like... not your best worker. Like, oh, no, no we can't lose Mr. <laughs> Trinidad for climbing the fucking trees and getting the coconuts down. Like... Like, this is 81. <laughs> Mr. Trinidad definitely was there for the Millennium Rollover Party. Right? <laughs> like, he was around for that. Yep. He was around. 1899. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Trinidad partied like it was 1899. <laughs> he had a drink in 1899. <laughs> yeah, there's no way that dude's 65. But in the background here, we see hooks and we see the lanky tall motherfucker. And as Marianne is trying to corral these people to become workers, Hook just starts tinking his glass with his stupid hook. Again, he's just like, he's banging it on the glass like that part of it is intimidating. Like, no, like, yeah. the, the hook would be intimidating, like, if he's swinging it at you, but he's just, like, tapping it on the glass and everyone's like, oh my god, he's gently tapping his hook onto the glass. <laughs> And all the Filipinos are like, oh, we need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Like, Franco looks over with a mean look, but the tall, lanky guy is also looking mean mugging everybody in the bar. Yeah. So now, Hooks is like, I think you, he's got this German accent. I think everybody should uh, maybe go home and uh, not <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, fill yeah. the plantation anymore. Pretty great. It's, it's honestly kind of hilarious. And Franco here, Franco's great in this scene. 
honestly. Like, I don't mind this scene at all because Franco stands up and, like, accidentally on purpose knocks Hook's drink out of his hand. And is yeah. like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah, oh. that was actually, and he's laughing. It was pretty good. It's good. He's laughing and he's joking, but he's got this stare on him. And then, of course, lanky, big, tall motherfucker comes over to square up with, with Franco. And so does this weird little sort of shorter guy. And there's not a... I'm not angry at this fight scene. It's not great, but it's certainly not the worst in the movie. Well, okay. There's there's these little there's these little attempts where he goes like okay, he's going to attempt to do like a back kick, but he basically <laughs> yeah. he basically turns 180 and then raises his heel and kicks himself in the ass. It's like that yes. it's that level of lame. Some of these yeah, well, some of these kicks that he goes to throw are just ridiculous but he fires off and i think it's the stunt double just rips a sidekick right after that he just like rips a sidekick and i was like oh fuck that's all right that's not bad like yeah that was mike stone i'm sure who kicked that blue shirted tall lanky guy out of frame yeah that that wasn't bad at all i didn't mind that but then he turns around and does this fucking weird double donkey kick thing. Yeah, like... I don't like, know what the fuck that was. <laughs> like, okay, like, I I would I would just, like, walk into that kick. Like, eating a bag of Doritos. Yeah. And I wouldn't fucking <laughs> spill, like, there's no power behind that. So, but anyway, it's <laughs> no. just like... Oh, my God. Again, written by a little 12-year-old boy. And then he drops down and does the donkey kick. The double... The donkey kick to two guys! Two horse. guys! He donkey kicks. Yeah. <laughs> And then there's a slow motion punch to tall lanky guy where Franco's staring directly at camera. Yeah. And he punches the the tall guy and he turns around and blood flies out of his mouth. But he stares at the camera with blood flying out for like three seconds and then falls and Franco s- continues to stare into the camera for another three or four seconds. Yeah. It's it's honestly kind of amazing. <laughs> he is a magnificent. When you think about he it. He is magnificent at locking eyes with the camera. I mean, he's very experienced. Like it's just it's it's weird to see him in a film like this. Like it's It is. And the film gets Loving Franco Nero as I do. Yeah. This is weird, but he I'm telling you, man, he carries he carries it okay with that weird nod of I know this is fucking weird. <laughs> And you know it, what I mean? And again, it's about to get weirder because now we cut to the bad guy's office, which, again, if a little kid decided to write what an evil guy's office and wardrobe was like, he'd probably yes. make this place up. So take us here. Well, this is the thing. We now leave the bar. He be- Franco beats up Hook. But we get an exterior shot of this large glass office building, and Hook walks into a, a, a fucking hotel pool. It's a hotel pool, is where this office is located. He walks in, and Mr. Venarius, the main bad guy, who is, is played here by Christopher George, another actor who's been around forever and is still acting. And we have Mr. Parker, his sort of number two in command, played by Constantine Gregory. And this is, again... To, to, to state the obvious, this is a hotel pool <laughs> that they commandeered for Mr. Venarius's office space. Yeah, yeah, a full-size <laughs> pool. Yes. And, and they just basically put a bunch of office desks on the pool deck <laughs> and yes. put a bunch of men in white business suits and typewriters <laughs> and, 
And Constantine is there behind a big desk overlooking it all, wearing like one of Mrs. Roper's fucking moo-moos. And, <laughs> and That's exactly what he's wearing. I know. Oh my god. Helen Roper. <laughs> and That's perfect. In comes like fucking hook hand and they have this whole little villain conversation. <laughs> and Parker, Mr. Parker, wants wants Hook to only address him and not Mr. Venarius. So every time Hook tries to talk to Venarius, he smacks Hook across the face and says, Don't look at him! Talk to me! Talk to me! <laughs> but Hook continues to try to talk to Venarius. Yes. So after two or three slaps in the face and commands to talk to Parker... Everybody just fucking gives up the facade. That whole and let's hook talk to fucking Venarius. That whole conversation was like <laughs> basically some sort of fucked up BF Skinner conditioning experiment. Like Right. Yeah. Don't talk directly to him. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway, Mr. Venarius. Smack. I said no. <laughs> like they might me, as God well, damn it, they me. might as well have put him in a fucking giant glass box with food pellets. <laughs> And in a fucking electric shock, but uh, it's it's decent, but it's just so goddamn weird that you know his it just office fucks me up. Can you imagine how fucking humid your office would be, and you'd fucking oh. the the stink of chlorine all fucking day, like all the all the papers on your desk would curl, curl like. up. Oh my god, you're wearing that big <laughs> thick ass muumuu, like your fucking, fucking hair would poof all out, like. <laughs> but the actor there. Uh, Christopher George, uh, yep. he's awesome. Like, he's, he's really great. good. He's He must know that this is a joke, but he plays, it, he plays it seriously. But it's fucking hilarious, some of the lines he has later, too. Dude, he's another guy in this movie. Like, he's, like you said, he's got to know. He's a great actor. He's been around forever. He's around forever after this movie. Like, if you read this script... And you realize the timeline that Canon is pushing and the budget that they're given. You know this movie's going to be just ass. So when we get to the end of the movie, which we will, you know, in, in due time, we will see Mr. Various, spoiler alert, his death scene. There's no way that wasn't played for laughs. There is no way that's not played for laughs. Yeah. So... All right, so we get Venarius. Speaking of Venarius, he goes here with Hook and Mr. Parker to choose some more thugs that they can use to go and get Frank's plantation land. So we go to the docks here, the Filipino docks, to pick a bunch of these dock workers to be thugs and go rough up the uh, the plantation workers and get rid of coal. The main one of them is a gentleman named Preacher, who gets picked out of the crowd. Venarius walks... I don't know why Venarius is even fucking there to pick these thugs out. That's Parker's job or Hook's job, but he's there. Well, that's always, you always have the top level of an organization going, doing underling work in the fucking broad daylight with hundreds <laughs> of witnesses, right? Like that's what they always do. But anyway, I'm fine with it, but yeah, it literally makes no sense. No sense at all. Venarius tells preacher, Hey, see this little fat hook handed fuck over here. What do you think of him? And Preacher's like, I think he's a fat little hook-handed fuck. And Venarius is like, well, why don't you kill him? Yeah. Show me that you're awesome. And Preacher's like, all right. And Venarius literally takes him by the arm over to where Hook is. And Hook, to his credit, 
because he has to be sort of the underling boss, hooks Preacher by the dick with his hook hand, the only time in this movie he uses his hook to any kind of actual effect, hooks Preacher in the dick and sends him off back to his crew. But the funny, And everybody on the dock laughs at him. The funny thing is, after he gives him the old fucking Prince Albert here, <laughs> yeah. he fucking looks directly at Venarius and makes this little giggle, like, I'm a bad little boy. Like, he just... <laughs> Like, yeah. he basically makes this face just like, oh, it's Ooh, almost like a, look at it's me. Like a little fucking like David Bowie spaceman fucking sexy look he's trying to pull off. It's fucking hilarious. It's and awesome. I was thinking about his haircut because he's got these mutton chops and then he's got like yes. this goatee and then his hairline is kind of like, you know how Steven Seagal's hairline started back and just kept moving forward. Right. Yep. Like it's like if, <laughs> if Steven Seagal's hairline moved forward another ten years because his hairline is low, so I, he, he looks like a moshishi. Do you remember those little <laughs> moshishis? He totally looks like a moshishi. He's, he's, oh he's got the little apple cheeks, and then there's just fur everywhere, <laughs> making that perfectly kind of like bubble letter T. And I was like, he looks like a moshishi with a fucking hook hand. <laughs> Going around whacking the most guys, evil Moshishi of all, whacking guys in the dick. <laughs> and then, so Parker tells everybody who's left here because a lot of them fuck off after Hook grabs that guy by the dick. Tells everybody to pair off and fight, and whoever is left standing are going to be the thugs that go off to the plantation to uh, to to confront the plantation workers. And as the fight starts here, just before they cut to the next scene, you see Hook. Just sort of wade in and start whacking guys yeah. with his hat. <laughs> He's yeah. just hitting random people with his fucking hat. Why? When you have a hook hand, are you gonna like <laughs> beat someone with a fucking felt hat? Like, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> it makes no sense at all. Well, it's just if like you're such a badass. Yeah, I'm a badass. I just put my hook through a guy's <laughs> dick. And preacher preacher continues to fight. You know, with oh, a, yeah. with a fucking like hook through his ball sack or his whatever whatever he happened to fucking skewer preacher acts like it fucking like it doesn't fucking matter oh man so now we get a cut here to uh to the polo grounds and we get frank and cole here watching polo and cole is like hey man how come you're not playing polo and frank's like fuck you i'm not playing polo anymore eat my dick like he's like he has no time for polo anymore. He's too drunk and hungover all the time. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. But Venarius is there, and they're looking at Frank and Cole, and Venarius is like, you need to find everything out about that other dude there. With the mustache. With Frank, with that mustache, that village people-looking motherfucker over there. Find out everything you can about him, because that's that guy's the problem. And, again, credit where credit's due, the close-up shots, specifically of... Franco Nero, they're yes. done awesome. Like they they like they're they're framed up nicely. Like most of the time, like the framing in this is just kind of flat and boring. But like there's the the, the close up shots here of them having their conversation are great. And 
there is a woman directly behind Franco Nero while they're having this conversation, and she's just smoking, and her tits are literally falling out of her shirt. Like, they're just yes. about to. They're Like, that is a shirt under pressure. Those fucking shoulder <laughs> straps on that shirt are under a tremendous amount of pressure, and she's just they're there. Not. She's specifically placed as eye candy right over Franco Nero's shoulder. Yeah. Just in case you happen to lose interest, you can sort of gaze around yeah. the rest of the frame and be like, like, oh, hey, all right. This conversation boring you? How about some tits? <laughs> How about some of these over here? Boobies. <laughs> Enter the boobies. So, yeah. Anyway, it's, it's, it's all right. What are these titties going to do? I don't know. Jiggle? <laughs> oh. <laughs> cut him another chick. So, yeah, we get a cut back here after that. Well, we get a, a flashback to the war that these guys were in together and sort of the bonding thing of the, the war. Neither neither of these guys have any clue how to use weapons. They were not given any training, clearly. Zero, because... On how to use weaponry, because neither of them shoot properly. Frank is literally holding the gun directly in front of his body, like with the butt of the gun. Like the butt of the gun looks like it's in front of his breastbone. And he's, yeah. and he's shooting it. And it's like... like Nobody hold again. A twelve-year-old fucking did this because, and then he holds yes. a gun, you know, like this, and and it's just like that's not how you hold a gun. You Dude, asshole. every time that gun fires, it would knock the wind out of you fifteen times. Yes, like you'd be on. The, uh, listen, I'm not a weapons expert, gun person at all, but I know you don't hold a gun like that. <laughs> Jesus no. Christ! Well, when we were kids, when we were kids, I'll just tell this real quick. When we were kids, we had air pellet guns. And we were yes. outside, and mom's like, "Can I try to shoot the cans?" We were like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> so mom picks the mom picks the gun up, and she's holding it down with the butt of the gun down by her hip. Right? She's holding it low like a goddamn like marshal from the fucking wild west. And we're like, "Mom, what are you doing?" We're laughing at her. We're like, "Ah, because we're asshole kids, right?" We're like, "Ah, you can't hold a gun, right, mom? You got to hold it up." So mom. <laughs> fucking picks the pellet gun up and now rests the butt of the gun on her fucking cheek right on her face (laughs) and my brother and i stop and we look at each other and we're kind of like is she fucking is she joking like what's gonna happen here and like we didn't say anything we didn't say anything but she's just holding the butt of the gun (laughs) on her face and we never said a word. We just looked at each other like, oh, shit, this might actually happen. And we just stopped and looked at mom, and she pulled the trigger. And just just the little pop from the air pistol, she goes fucking flying. She drops the gun, her fucking lips cut open, and she's like, oh, what happened? Like, like she's surprised that that happened. My brother and I are just dying. We're like, she did it. She did it. She wasn't joking. She thought that's how you should have gun. And we were fucking dying. We were waiting for dad to get home so we could tell him. And she was just like, oh, my face. Why did you guys let me do that? And we're just like, I didn't think you were going to. But we didn't think she was going to, but we didn't care enough to interrupt because we wanted to see it. You're not going to stop it from happening. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to stop it. Like, you did it. You did it, mom. I just happened to fucking let it happen just to see if you were fucking around or not. And she wasn't. She fucking cut her face open. Harm, harm through negligence. Is that yeah. how that happened? 
Yeah, so that's exactly what's happening with these two guys. But there's, a, whatever, a bonding thing. And then we cut back to the plantation here where all the workers and Pee-wee come back. Hey, we're going to come back now because everything seems okay. Hey, you know what we should do? Let's have a cockfight! Yeah. <laughs> so they go and have a fucking cockfight, spur of the moment, in the middle of this dirt field. I don't. Is this like a horse training field yes that there, i'm, I'm when guessing you, when this you is have a horse. cockfight you should build a fence that the cocks can easily slip through like <laughs> right yeah clearly <laughs> this is not the place for a cock but anyway they they have it no. I, I think it is i think it's like a horse paddock it looks like a horse training paddock they, tw- type deal whatever they call it but then a bunch of these thugs roll in who they picked up from the dockyard and they jump up and they start lacing into these filipino family members who just came back hook is there Tall, lanky guys there. A bunch of these thugs are there. And they start beating the bejesus out of these people. They grab Pee-wee. Oh, and yeah. And they take him. And they fucking keelhaul him behind one of these little, like, extra-long tuk-tuk buses sort of from yeah. Thailand. And they're dragging his ass around this horse paddock, this dirt-field horse paddock. At which point, we now have Cole and Marianne, who were off on a fucking horse romantic joyride getaway through the jungle or something like i don't know where the hell they were but they roll back and they see peewee getting dragged to death yeah and franco i guess cole in his little hat cole and looks shirt fucking badass i love cole's cole's wearing his little fucking hat and his little white shirt like he's <laughs> he's he's looking fly man he's looking fly he, he looks pretty dope i don't know how he got as many outfits as he did in the one in the duffel bag little duffel bag that he had but he's got like 60 outfits it's magic duffel bag syndrome yes of course that's how it is because eventually he's going to have all of his ninja shit too <laughs> yeah yeah right like bows and arrows and fucking swords and shurikens Everything and tonfas and fucking like you name it he's got it in that duffel bag so, so yeah he jumps out and kicks the ass out of like a bunch of dudes here never Never his hat going askew. No, and the fight's rough, man. Like, it's oh, rough. Oh, this fight's rough. Like, yeah, and Hook is laughing, his little mincing little laugh. But yeah. this fight is not good. It's it's not good, like, because it's Franco Nero. You can see his he's face. He's not wearing the ninja mask, yeah, he's so it's wearing, Franco. Yeah, and you can clearly see what's going on, and he's doing some fucked up maneuvers. And then... He, uh, as the meme once said throws a motherfucker with into another motherfucker he actually does <laughs> but then there uh captain hook there comes flying in with a fucking overhead chop franco nero yep. pulls the hook hand off yeah revealing like shredded muscle and tendon and blood <laughs> and it's just like, like- the stump never healed. Like whenever he got that hand cut off, like it never healed because like it looks like hamburger and sliced deli meat hanging from the stump. And it's, it's like, so fucked up because that's not how hook hands work. Like you don't surgically attach it to your fucking unhealed stump. Like a hook hand is just put on over like a cup over a stump. Yeah, that's healed. Like, it's not like you, it's not cybernetic. Like, it doesn't fucking join to you or anything. But he tears it off, and there's meat and shit hanging out of it and hanging off a hook. And Hook tries to, like, walk away. Now, he's, like, I don't know, 50 feet away from Cole at this point. And Cole goes, Hey, Hook turns around. He goes, You forgot something. And he tosses the hook to him. And you get this, okay, we have to talk about the music hit here 
Yeah. Because the music hit is, it's so fucking weird. And this is another thing that makes me think it's a somewhat intentional comedy. Because the music hit here is the trombone, like the sad trombone. Yeah. Going wop 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 wop. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, what the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> like the close of like a Sesame Street skit. <laughs> yes. Like it's just. <laughs> it's so fucked up. And then it I cuts don't to get it. Telly. Um, yeah. That's why. <laughs> I think that they they needed to go another direction because if they embraced the silliness. Just a little bit more, yes. Then, then you're looking at 1980s Austin Powers, which would have fucking yes. made this film, I think, a whole lot better. Dude, maybe not. That quite would have made this movie a hundred million dollars. Yeah, like not quite as like far out there as Austin Powers, but I mean, with Franco Nero, who obviously can't do martial arts, like you know, you know when they when they try to do kicks and like the legs up and the knee is bent and the toe is straight up and then the fucking back, <laughs> yes. the back is arched and the fucking <laughs> yeah. chin is in, like those types of kicks and like <laughs> yeah. both arms are out to the side, like every fucking karate trophy I've ever fucking one the little man on the top like body was always in a fucking weird ass position that's, that's the type of fucking poses he's hitting so if they had to just kind of embrace the comedy just a little bit more i think the tone of this would have been fixed and it would have been i think it would have been a better movie all as a, as because i think it's an almost parody now it's it's so close to being a parody it's not it, it's crazy like it's it's literally millimeters from being a parody but I mean, that's, it's crazy. That's the thing when they do that, that like that type of stuff in a movie where they're trying to make it serious kind of pisses me off because it's like, where the fuck did that come from? It just doesn't match. So if they no, had that's gone, a comedy sound effect. Yeah, and it's just it, yeah, clearly. And then you know, just like, hi, my name's Dollars. You want some titty pictures? I've got them right here. <laughs> like that stuff is like, okay, why don't you just have a good time with it and let her go. Like, just let, let it go, go, man. Like, embrace your come out of the closet, dude. You're gay. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, just say it, <laughs> right? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, if you just do it, everybody's gonna love it because it's fucking amazing. You've got this guy, Hook, uh, Zachy Noy, who's a clearly a good comedic actor. Yes, Christopher George can play comedy because there's no way he's not playing for comedy. Franco he Nero is. can. He's he's so much like a. He's so much he could take those outfits and play Mr. Furley. Like he could like if Don Knotts yes. could do like he could do a Mr. Furley just the way that he talks, you know, like later oh on he's my like Ninja, God. come out. I want to talk to you, Ninja. Can you imagine him sucking like, his cheeks in and putting his elbows in and his little kung fu hands up yeah, like come like, on. Jesus. Like, it's <laughs> it's it's part way there and I think that's why it fails. Like I think it either had to just take that out completely don't yeah. let Franco Nero do any fight scenes. You know, make sure he's dressed as the ninja so we can actually hide the fact that the man can't fight. No disrespect yeah. to him. He's fantastic, but he just he should not have been doing this. Or or do all of the fight scenes yes. as Franco Nero, but oversell the violence. Yes. To a to an absurd degree. 
when he does this stupid turnaround kick that clearly doesn't do anything, make the guy he kicks fly 20 feet back and crash through a wall in a cutout. Yeah, exactly. Like, like the first one, the big boss where he goes, the, fucking, the fucking big boss. Yeah. Like the yeah. big boss when he flies through the, the wall of the barn and there's a cutout like fucking Wiley coyote. Yeah. Right. Like do that. So anyway, after this, we're kind of into section three here where we get uh, Venarius wants Parker to take on everything. Uh, with respect to handling Cole, we end up finding Hasegawa, who ends up coming, and the entire plantation gets attacked by Hasegawa, and he ends up burning it down, and Frank, in the end of this section, ends up, unfortunately for Frank, uh, dying. So we get here, Hook ends up going back to Venarius's hotel pool office here, and Mr. Parker is now designated with finding someone to handle Cole, and... Well, we have, I guess we should, we need, we need to sort of talk about the quote unquote living mobile of <laughs> Mr. Venarius in the pool. All these, what is it? 10 or 12 women yeah. doing really shitty. Synchronized swimming. Like he's, yes. he's standing there poolside wearing like a daishiki or something. And he's got like a conductor's <laughs> wand and he's, yeah. and he's conducting these actresses that are in the water who clearly have no fucking clue what they're doing. Cause they're just <laughs> at all. They're, they're, they're not even like they're, they, they didn't even kind of coordinate like a little fucking like, number for them to all. do. They're just fucking, all. they're just fucking waving their arms around all completely independent, all completely out of sync, which is ironic <laughs> for synchronized swimming because they're not yeah. even close. And, and he's waving the baton. Wow. Wonderful girls. Wonderful. You'll be, so good. Just like, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. You ass hat. I don't even Maybe know. the worst. I don't know anything about synchronized swimming, but this is not synchronized, <laughs> nor is it swimming because they're in the shallow and they're all fucking standing. You missed out the two necessary and sufficient conditions for this to be called synchronized swimming. It's so bad. It's fucking stupid. Awful. But so funny because it cracks me up oh, every time man, I watch but it. That's the thing. It like, cracks we always me say, up. Like, you know, did I enjoy it? And yeah, like you're just like, what in the fuck? What kind of, <laughs> what kind of villain? Like, okay, I'm taking over the world, taking over the plantation. I'm doing this. I'm dragging fucking people behind cars. You know, I'm committing <laughs> murder. Uh, getting my friend to put his hook through a guy's nutsack, and then you know I'm also coach. I'm also coach of a synchronized swimming team, amateur, amateur synchronized swimming team. You know, we're not there amateur, yet. Yeah. We're not there yet, but we got sponsors. You know, give us some time to train. Yeah, it's just like fuck off. <laughs> Why are you expecting me to swallow this? Oh my god! So they decide that, much like again, Way of the Dragon, they are going to invite the team of cole and frank here to come to a meeting yeah and see if they can work out some sort of arrangement uh to to deal with the plantation situation cole and frank here decide with dollars that they will go meet against marianne's wishes marianne does not want them to go but franco's cole's very adamant that oh we should go we're gonna go we're gonna take franco's uh franco's little tuk-tuk thing here we have a plan i have a plan sir so off they go to do this meeting well, I just have to say that the one thing that I actually liked was when tall, skinny guy with the mustache is in the tuk-tuk there, and <laughs> yeah. Frank walks up, and he's like, yeah, well, we're going to go to the meeting. And he's like, well, where's the meeting? He's like, I'm not telling you. And he just fucking throws him in a headlock. Like, 
Like, oh yeah, like Cole, not gently Cole chokes him. Cole, Cole, like okay, Franco Nero does not know how to do martial arts kicks, but that motherfucker no. has choked a lot of people in his life because he he very easily and convincingly starts roughly choking the shit out of this driver, and you can tell that the driver is not enjoying it. Like, no, he's, he is not. He's not acting. I know he's not acting because i know he can't act i've seen him for the first hour of this film and i know he can't act so when he's struggling for air i know that franco nero is legit kicking the shit out of this guy and i kind of liked it it was quite enjoyable actually yeah Yeah. so he gets yeah they walk away franco walks away the guy gets out of the tuk-tuk with a gun and franco kicks the living shit out of him kicks him literally karate chops him and there's a great line here where franco says i gave him three seconds and he took five so (laughs) i killed him and then don't beats his ass then i think there's another little comedic like like you expect him because he looks so good and he looks like so macho and then they put that line (laughs) in like he might as well have like done that like immediately after that line, put his hands on his knees and started doing the hand cross knee fucking <laughs> old man shuffle. Like it's yep. that corny. Like the sound effect totally ruins it, right? Totally ruins it. Uh, yes. Several times like the, in this movie the where the sound effects are like, yeah, what yeah. in the fuck is happening right now? Like there'll be a, like a serious scene and then there'll be just like a spring like. Am I supposed to believe that that's a sound effect of a man falling off a fucking roof? Okay. Or being choked. Like what's happening right now? (laughs) So yeah, they, they kick the guy, the the tall lanky guy, they kick his ass and leave him there. And Cole drives Frank to this, you know, meeting with what is meant to be Mr. Parker and 20 white suited, very serious thugs. That number 20 is incredibly important. It will be important, yes. So Frank goes up and talks to one of the thugs. Cole and Dollars call the secondary sort of point man thug at the gate here down to the tuk-tuk. Cole knocks him out. Frank does a terrible sort of knee to the face of the second thug. He does a knee to the air one foot in front of his face. <laughs> yes. He does and the same was... kind of knee that that the the Bruce Lee actor on the motorcycle in Game of Death drove by in the wheelie. Do you remember yes. that in Game of Death? Yes. Like, it was that's that where, close. That's where we're at here. <laughs> and these are the worst guards because they're just like, hey, come here for a second. And like the guard walks over to the tuk-tuk, basically lowers his gun and sticks his head into the vehicle. And it's just like, it's just like, would you like, (laughs) what can I do for you today, sir? Let me totally expose my head and neck. (laughs) Fuck. And this is where, as you said previously, Cole sends Frank into the meeting and proceeds to go around and take out a bunch of these guards. But he's not hiding from the guards. He's hiding from the camera. Yeah. So we get a guard walking at camera and we don't see Cole because there's like on screen left. There's sort of like a tree or something leaning off there. The guards walking towards camera and the hand comes out on the far side of the tree. So you don't see it. You just see the hand come out and grab the guard and pull it behind the tree. Pull the guy, the guard. But that's where the guard would see him. Yeah. Like, like he should be on the side of the camera. So we see him, but the guard doesn't. Yeah. There's so many 
things where like there's the cameras behind a wall, right? Yeah. So Cole is also on the other side of the wall, literally at the feet of the guard. Like he's on the <laughs> then same. He's going to attack. Yes. He's on the same side of the wall. Like he should have been on the opposite <laughs> side of the wall. And then he reaches up and grabs him and pulls him down. But no, no, no. They're like, no, no, the camera's here. You know, so they're, they're, they're basically hiding Cole from the camera and putting him in clear line of sight to the guards constantly. And it's ridiculously funny. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. Like, I, I don't even get it. There's another weird comedy hit here where Cole comes out and chokes a guy with a gun. Yes. And, like, he, he comes up behind the guy and grabs his gun which is around his shoulders and chokes him with it and you get like the the trumpet hit of like (laughs) and again like it makes no sense like why would you put that comedy music hit in this place where he's taking out guards and and either rendering them unconscious at best or killing them at worst yeah like i don't understand weird to have those like cartoon boing sounds when like he actually gets up and fucking kicks a guy off a roof, like he just, oh, yeah. yeah he just walks up like there's a guy on a, like on a roof like <laughs> like not just like on a little thatched hut like he's up high and oh no he's like thirty feet up yeah and Cole just sends him fucking flying and it's just like <laughs> yeah like it's, it's like, what are you doing he comes up crazy. behind one guy and goes to he goes you know. You know how where you do the the cupped hand and you box somebody's ears, right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like that's a legit thing, right? Like you get that fucking ear and <laughs> yeah. blow both fucking eardrums simultaneously. Yeah, he Cole <laughs> comes up behind a guy who's like running and does the clap clearly behind his head, Clear, like clearly missing, clearly like did not hit his ears at all he literally runs up behind a guy and claps and the guy <laughs> fucking behind gets his head down. basically yeah. he claps behind, <laughs> he's standing behind him and instead of boxing his ears he just claps his hands together behind his head and the dude fucking <laughs> yeah. gets shook like dude legit's like oh like well then he grabs his head and like breaks his neck well yeah that, that would that that actually wasn't half bad but the fucking the clap like it, again, he was just like, yeah, just fucking clap your hands like you're going to hit his ears, but just, like, don't. There's so many misses. Like, there's so many misses in this that it just really – it really bothers me, like, well, it's, from the fighting it's standpoint. It's it's completely not, crazy. Yeah. It's completely crazy. Like, there's a scene where he jumps out behind – like, Frank is talking to, you know, Mr. Rourke and Tattoo here. And uh, what's his face? Cole jumps out – and double karate chops these two guys. Oh, like right, yeah, simultaneously. right before you said, yeah. right? Simultaneously, you just double karate chop chop to their necks. But again, the foley is insane. It's like he took like a head of of, of fucking broccoli and just broke it in half. Like, yeah, like it, when he chopped, like it's insane foley because like, they don't match. Like they no, they, they don't match. Like sometimes I get mad if they use the same sound over and over again, or sometimes yes. I get mad if like the sounds just a little too much, right? Like when yeah. like like they're just like slapping slapping a steak, right? You know, like it's just yeah. like a little a little too much. But over uh, and over again, yeah. This the foley. Sometimes the choices are just so odd. 
It's just like, oh, okay. And when he punches them, make a punch sound. When he kicks them, make a kick sound. When he headbutts them, uh, use a school bell. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Yeah, Where's no, the orchestra? Get a trumpet player get, in here. Get a trumpet wow. player. Get a, you know, get, a, get a fucking harmonica. Like, <laughs> it's like, no, that, okay, you're the, you're the expert here, but sure. So that's, that's the, the thing. The shooto chop, like any of the things, and again, like Franco Nero is a great actor, but any of the things that where he's showcasing his martial arts, it's just yeah. so clumsy and laughable. Like, it, yeah. it is. I mean, I feel like that helicopter pilot, when he was up with Barney, he's like, Elvis played a helicopter pilot once. <laughs> Me and the boys, we were just laughing at him. He made so many mistakes. Like, I don't want to be that asshole. You know, I don't want to be the asshole yeah. helicopter pilot guy from The Simpsons. But, man. It's it's not good. When I mean, I and I, I kind of feel bad, too, because, like, Mike Stone's a legit martial artist. You know, yeah. Mike Stone, who who wrote the story that this movie's based on, he is the martial arts stunt double for yes. Franco Nero. And he's the fight coordinator. So, like, I feel like a, kind of an asshole picking on it. But, like, it's you, you can be a really good fighter and be bad at fight coordinating. Yes. Right? Like, that's that's they're not things you have to be exclusively good at both of those things. You can be a good fighter and be not good at this. And, and that's just the way it happened here, man. Like, this is just not good. So Nero ends up walking up here behind Frank and all of the other bad guys come out and they're like, hey, you, Frank, you might want to rethink your fucking offer that we made you. And I think six guys walk out behind them. Yeah. And the cool little conversation between Rourke here. He pulls out a little whistle, doesn't he? Doesn't he like pull out like oh, a little? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he pulls out the little whistle little tweet, and like six guys whistle. come out. Six guys. And he's like, "Where's, where's uh, where's all the other guys?" This is this is another scene that I think is comedic because it's and it's actually really funny. You know, it's not like a really corny funny because like there's no. This is legitimately hilarious. Yeah, they're expecting twenty guys, and then like half a dozen guys come out. And the two of them are like, where's the, where's the other guys? He's like, uh, I don't know. And then he, he just looks down at him and he's just like, I forget exactly what he says, but he's just like, uh, could you bear with us for just one second, please? And then they, they have the one of the guys runs off. Yeah. Like, they're like, where, where are the guys? They're like, I don't know. Like, it's actually really funny. Like it's done well. And then Cole comes out carrying 50 machine guns from the, uh, well, fourteen yeah, guys that he six, yeah, the fourteen, 14 guys, guys that he, he fucked up, fucked up and jacked, and <laughs> like he's so again. That's that's an Austin Powers like. Hey, where's all our henchmen? Austin Powers walks in carrying all their guns. Oh, baby, yeah, I availed myself of these guns, groovy. Like, you know, like I can see that in a movie. So he just drops the. I don't know why he gives them the guns. He's like, here you go. Here's all your guns I... so you can fucking shoot me. <laughs> right? I don't get that. And I don't get that part. He puts the guns at these guys' feet. And then Dollars shows up on the top of the wall taking out one of the last guys. And he's got a gun. And he tells all of the six other henchmen guys, hey, drop your guns. Ah, I'm up here. I got you covered. Ah. And... All of the six guys, the, the the two main bad guys are like, yep, put your guns down. So the six last guys put their guns down, but then Dollars puts his gun down. Okay, yes, Dollars puts his guns down so they can just <laughs> immediately pick their that. guns up like... again. 
But I mean, Dollars is standing up. I don't even know what he's on, whether he's on a roof or in a fucking skylight. But he's basically <laughs> wide open with no cover. One guy miss <laughs> holding a gun improperly. And he's just like, hey, I see all you six right? or seven guys down there all have guns. All of you guys put your guns down. Like, you know. Like, How about five of you put them down and run at the other two guys and one guy shoot at dollars? Like, yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, everybody shoot at dollars at once. Like, it's ridiculously simple. Like, Frank and Cole don't oh, have guns. Like, fuck. like, shoot them all. What are you doing? Like, yeah. I Anyway, what, whatever. So dumbest they shit just need ever. A, they just need an excuse to make this hand-to-hand combat in... I don't even know what this building is, like some sort of abandoned pool slash fountain thing. Like, I don't ah. know, the, the the guy, the bad guys are standing up on some blocks. And anyway, they're fighting in this area. And this fight scene's pretty shit. Like, to, it's to pretty honest, shit, it's, dude. It's this is pretty, pretty shit. shit. Yeah. It's, okay. Do you remember how we said, like, everything in the raid? Like, okay, yeah, we shot that one five-minute fight scene over, like, an entire week. Or, you know, they had 12 days to shoot this five minute fight scene this was like okay start fighting you're just yeah you're 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 just you're just gonna wing it let's just everybody just wing it because we got to get out of here because this pool opens in two hours 20 minutes like just something (laughs) like whatever fucking place they're at and they just start swinging and brawling and careful everyone because we're nine o'clock call tomorrow yeah yeah because, like, Franco Nero grabs a guy's front kick here and, like, steps in to sweep his back leg, but, like, gently lays him down. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's mental. It's so careful, and nobody wants to get hurt. And like, we said before in, in one of our older uh, podcasts that the, the places where stuntmen are considered expendable are where you're going to get your next innovations in fight scenes. Yeah. Nobody here is expendable. Nobody wants to get hurt. Nobody wants to get a fucking hangnail. Everybody's being careful and laying people down carefully. The kicks are thrown super soft. Super They're making soft. sure there's they one, miss. There's one kick that it's obviously Mike Stone yes. where he runs and jumps and throws a kick, which is Yes, the double kick. Yeah, and that's and that's it. Like other than that, it's just just a whole lot of flailing and flipping and wait your turn syndrome and just Yeah. It's not it's it's it it's not it's not good. Well, and even that double kick is so set up and poorly shot well, that it, it kind of doesn't even make sense. Like, you know, yeah. the two guys are holding Frank up on either side and Cole is beating the ass off his guys. And then he's completely in the free and looks and is like, oh, I'm going to do this kick. And then they cut from the overhead shot to the back shot where he does the split kick and the two guys just kind of tumble away backwards. Yeah. Like it's, it's not well done. Well, the, yeah, the kick I think is executed well, but like you said, the the shot composition and the framing, like you don't actually see what's happening because he's not, they always talk about the rule of thirds in filmmaking. Well, like this is like the rule of 32 or however many squares there are on a fucking checkerboard (laughs) because he's that goddamn small, but you can actually see he does uh, a nice maneuver. You just, there's just no real kind of context or framing in there. It's just strange. Yeah. He hits that double kick. The guys are gone. So Cole comes back, picks Frank up. They look at each other and kind of go, <laughs> ah, that was crazy. Man. And then they take like three steps off sort of to stage left. Smash cut to they're in a bar and we get two like, what the fuck moments within about a 
12 second frame here because they're in this bar wherever the hell they are immediately off stage left i guess and they're getting drunk and frank is like my old man was never there for me i guess that's why i'm sad all the time and you're like wait wait a minute wait what the what, fuck? what's going on no but like what's happening like, we bump right into the middle of the conversation and he's just like dad was never around maybe that's why i'm afraid to have kids but yes and he's just like my wife is really hot she really wants to have sex all the time but i can't get it up i was like man you are sharing he literally a lot. says i can't you get share, it up you share a lot of information when you drink you should you should probably slow down Take it easy. Try your. You should maybe go drink water. Drink water. Like pace that shit with water, sir. Because but you are sharing a lot. He's just like, yeah, my wife. (laughs) She she deserves to get railed pretty hard there. And then they cut to like they they show goal. And he's just kind of like <laughs> contemplating about it. He's just like, hmm, yes, <laughs> yeah. she does. She does deserve it. She does deserve a good, a good rummaging, Shit. sir. I, I agree. Cut two. <laughs> Cut. Yeah, exactly. Cut two. She, Marianne, is in this semi-see-through negligee long dress thing, nightgown, walking through her little, you know, cabana household thing to Cole's room where he's sitting in bed reading a fucking newspaper yeah, or something. Yeah, he is. He's reading the newspaper. And going back to what you said, this was written by a 12 year old because she walks into the room. She stands at the foot of his bed and looks at him and he just looks at her. And then she comes around to the, what would be, I guess her side of the bed. And she goes to get in bed and Franco reaches over and turns out the light screen goes black cut to next morning. Yes, because... That's what sex is yeah, to a 12-year-old. Yeah, to a 12-year-old, that's what sex is. <laughs> right? I can imagine, I can imagine, <laughs> like, a pitch meeting, right? And they're like, okay, <laughs> all right there, uh, Billy Joe, tell me about your movie plans. He's like, okay, it's about a ninja. Now, ninjas are usually <laughs> Japanese, but this one's from Texas. Anyway, so he just graduates from Ninja Academy. Like, like this is... Like okay, ninja school. He, he graduates from top of ninja his class. academy, top of his class. But one guy resents it because he hates Texans. But God loves Texans. So Cole, after he graduates from ninja school, goes to see his friend from the army. They had all kinds of gunfights together growing up, and now he's got a hot, sexy wife. But he can't take care of her, so Ninja has to have sex with her because he can't because he's that it's manly. A- it's a hot sex scene, too. Yeah. She comes into the room, see-through dress, kind of, sort of, and then the lights go out. You know what happens. You know what happens. <laughs> Cut to next morning. Woo! Yeah. They're not happy. <laughs> and there's a fat guy in a suit with a hook hand. And he's just like, oh, this kid is fucking crazy. Get this kid a contract. <laughs> It's a, so fucking insane, dude. A it's exactly that what a Shiki that has a fucking swimming pool in his office. That's how rich he is. His whole office is a swimming his whole pool. Office Can has you a imagine? Pool. And he has an ice cream machine under his desk. What? Like that's that's the fucking quality of script we're dealing with. It's so insane, dude. And like you said, the next morning. They, they literally smash cut to next morning at breakfast where Marianne and Cole and Frank are sitting around. And Frank is like, man, this breakfast is awesome. Yeah. Do you know how good yeah. a fight makes you feel? Woo! Yeah. I can't even believe it. Is this oatmeal? This is yeah, oatmeal, yeah. right? Is there fruit in this? Damn, this is good. Like, <laughs> Yeah. 
<laughs> it's almost like Cole. It's almost like Cole nailed Frank, and Frank's all happy. <laughs> you know, <about> right? <laughs> like that's how that's how he's acting. He's acting like he just got some good. But Marianne and Cole are looking at each other like, oh, uh, God, God damn it, damn Jesus it. fucking. Yeah. Try the Hot Pockets. They're breathtaking. <laughs> See? It's so <laughs> it's so Austin Powers. It's, this can is, you have, like, this is a oh, prequel fuck, to dude. Austin Powers. Try the Hot Pockets. They're breathtaking. They're breathtaking. Like, it got weird, didn't yeah, it? It got, it got weird. weird. Yeah. Mm, it got weird. I'm yeah, sorry. It's yeah. legitimately <laughs> a fucking 1980s Austin Powers before we knew we had him. If she just looked at Cole and went, I'm late. Yeah, like, I'm late. It would have been fucking Cole. amazing. Like, And then you'd if, have some sort of fucked oh. up mini-me ninja. Like, <laughs> right? It's there, man. It's there. Oh, if you had Hasegawa be a mini-me ninja. Oh, man. And find him after. Can you imagine? That'd be that'd be amazing. He kills him in the end. Oh, there's like 10 minutes where I'm inconsolable. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, after yeah. that, I'd get by it. Like, I'd be okay. So, yeah, they have that little awkward breakfast meeting, and then we have the so actually a decent shot here from a from a cinematography perspective of Venarius and Mr. Parker in the pool office it's and nice. Mr. Parker. It's a good shot, and Parker is talking about you know, well, sir, he's a ninja. And Venerius is like, a ninja? What the fuck is that? And he's like, well, sir, a ninja is... And he just has this little notebook that he's looking at the How? Whole time. Yeah, he's reading his notebook. How many times, for the sake of the audience in the 80s, was ninja described to somebody? Just like oh. just like in American Ninja, he's like, are you familiar with how to do jitsu, sir? What? The secret Japanese assassination. Of course I am, goddammit. What kind of a colonel do you think I am? (laughs) Fuck. Oh, yeah, they have to explain it Uh, uh, all the way up to, like, 1990, maybe 95 tops. They have to have that explanation scene. Yeah. But, yeah, he he wants to, uh, Venarius now wants to get his own ninja to to go after He has some stupid line, like, he's a ninja? I want a ninja. Or something. I want a God damn I want ninja. a ninja too. The fuck? I want my black ninja and I want him now. <laughs> well, that's a flash forward. <laughs> flash forward. But then in order to get a ninja, they go to a movie casting agent. Yes. Mr. Parker flies to Japan and goes to a casting agent who is looking at ninja actors. Yeah. And the casting agent is legit like thinking that he wants an actor to play a ninja in a film. But he's, like a fucking Three Amigos scenario where they yeah, show up and have yeah, to fight yeah, an actual go, ninja. Yeah, you know what I mean? Santa Poco and fight fucking El Wapo and Hefe. Like, <laughs> right? Legit, like, that is so close to the Three Amigos. Like he legitimately goes to a casting agent and he's like, no, I want to no. see that movie. Fuck. <laughs> where he hires a ninja actor and has to go fight Cole. That I is want that awesome. movie. That movie would be amazing. <laughs> Like, and the actor has no oh idea. God. Like, the actor's like, oh, wow, this is a nice place. Oh. Thinking he's going to the Philippines to film a movie at a yeah. plantation yeah. about coconuts. And he's like, oh, this is dope. I love this place. Like, wow, this he's is awesome. walking around the set, and he's just like, what kind of an asshole puts an office in a pool? What the fuck? Like, just talking to himself. It's just like, all right, well, yeah, I'm not writing the script. I'm just going to do my best on this job. You know, and then fucking Cole it seems comes weird, out. but all right, whatever. Cole comes out, and they have, like, a little exchange. Oh, I'm really looking forward to working with you. Kicks him right in the nuts. <laughs> like, that's a fucking great movie concept. Oh, my God. I want that movie to happen immediately. So, anyway, Mr. Parker here is like, no, 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 no. I want an actual, real ninja. 
And the casting is like, all right, I'll find you an actual real ninja. So now we cut to Cole's old school and his old master. This is the funniest fucking, this is the funniest fucking line in the movie. Because they, <laughs> they cut to the school and the old man with the wax head that was killed in scene one yes. is for some reason sitting at Cesar on a fucking pillow. And his first words out of the mouth from the casting agent and Mr. Parker is like, so... Are you sure that you're only going to use the ninja for the purposes of good? Like, are you sure? Like, they're fucking trained assassins. Like, like all they do is cut heads off of people and fucking blow darts and fucking tonfas and shurikens and sighs. And he's like, are you sure you're only going to use this for the purposes of good? He gives them the fucking... The fucking gremlin warning of like, all right, yeah, yeah. Don't, I'll, I'll give you my ninja, but <laughs> don't get him wet. <laughs> don't, don't let him stay up past midnight because he'll just kill people left and right. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and then the best part, the best part is they turn around and there he is, fucking Shogasugi standing in the doorway. He's this not is even, the greatest he, thing I've ever seen. He doesn't even fucking. He doesn't even fucking enter the dojo, like no. And he's fucking flipping his tonfas around, and then he does a little MC Hammer crab fucking move out out of frame, and comes back immediately, immediately with the nunchucks. With the fucking nunchucks. It's the funniest like fucking thing second. I've ever seen. It's, What's and then he he leaves. He does a little spin move with the nunchucks, and like an eighth of a second later, he comes back in with the sigh. Yeah, he's like, like how many weapons are stashed out in that fucking hallway they're, they're on a stand? They're obviously like cutting the film, like in the seconds that it takes him to change his weapons. But he fucking yeah. he fucking disappears and reappears back with different weapons every time, and it's so goddamn hilarious. And it's so stupid. And nobody's saying a word. Everyone's just looking at him with complete reverence. And he's just fucking flipping everything around. And then finally comes out with a fucking katana. And it's just like, oh, well, this is perf- This is the perfect this person is- to save our plantation from the bad guys. It's so, like, thinking about what has to happen in reality to make that scene work and yes. then as he leaves with the sword and comes back you get the cut to the casting, the casting agent, agent. N- he's nudging saying, mr parker with his elbow like huh and he's doing <laughs> didn't the, i tell you he's like, doing the fucking groucho marks eyebrow fucking like wiggle totally is. And you're just yeah. like, this is, like this is clearly a comedy there's no dude there's no way this, this isn't is, like this is half a, a comedy this is a comedy that just misses on a few jokes right <laughs> That's like it. it's just yeah. some of the jokes fall flat but they're definitely jokes there's no way that they did not make this a comedy there's, there's no way there's no fucking way <laughs> this is unbefuckleavable like <laughs> the fucking stupidest scene coming up next too. Cole's fucking hanging around his stolen tuk-tuk because he fucking legitimately lifted it, right? And now he's yes. walking down the street and there's a dude following him 
in this the is ridiculous worst way. Yeah. Like the worst <laughs> way. It's the opposite of Enter the Dragon, the inept guard that's walking yes. around and Bruce Lee is like behind. <laughs> this is just this is the opposite. Like this guy is fucking follow him. Cole turns and sees the guy duck behind his sign and just fucking starts running. Like he just starts doing the Donovan Bailey like immediately and it's fucking hilarious because he's just his his start to his run is so fucking funny it's like watching scooby doing shaggy start to run yeah in the old cartoons where they put the leg up like they start to run it's it's so it's fucking awesome it's so fucking goofy and he does he's he's like walking around like that's just so fucked here because he's walking around he's flipping a coin Right? Like a George yeah. Raft fucking gangster. And he's like walking around all fucking tough. Like, don't fuck with me. I'm a ninja. I'm from Texas. I got a huge fucking horn on me. I, you know, I'm banging my best friend's fucking wife. And everybody loves it. Like, I'm so cool. And then he looks back and sees a guy tailing him like a block away. And his eyes bug out. And he just immediately yep. starts sprinting. Like, to save his like, life. Sprinting. Like, Hats off, like no joke. Like Franco Nero, I don't know how old he was in this. Maybe for like forty-five or whatever. He looks forty-ish. Yeah, yeah, forty-five. He is fucking. He is <clears throat> fucking boogieing and running He's to beat the band, flying across this road. The guy that's chasing him is flying across this road. They are legit sprinting. And when Franco rounds this corner, he stops, and there is very clearly. No break between these two shots because Franco is out of fucking yeah, breath he when he grabs this dude when he, he comes around the corner. This dude comes around the corner and Franco's mouth is just fucking hanging open like he is exhausted. Like they did not give that fucking man a break. They did not. Like no. Like he like usually there's continuity errors like oh you know like after a fight a guy's face is clean and stuff like this but he's clearly sweating oh, and he's clearly he's still panting he's breathing hard his mouth's open like because <laughs> I gotta say who said you I gotta fuck yeah he's like who the fuck said you okay like holy fuck just give me a second what I wanna know who said yeah do you need a break too alright let's both yeah. take a break let's just fucking cool out for one second just give me a minute but. I think that they legitimately ran through Manilan traffic. Like, <laughs> yes, cause, absolutely. Because there's traffic going down the street, and Franco Nero sprints through, and Buddy sprints through, and they're just like, they're just like, <laughs> hey, just run through, just make sure you don't get hit by a car. And they're like, oh, yeah. okay, I won't get hit by a car, and they don't. Like they just literally run through the fucking traffic. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't care. And he grabs this dude. The dude that he grabs, we're gonna. I'm going to flash forward very quickly here, but there's the there's a final scene where Franco Ninja goes in and fights the final Hasegawa, but he takes out a bunch of henchmen. This guy that he grabs is the guy that he blow darts with a bunch of needles through the tie oh later, so he's going to come back. God, that was excessive to the point. Do you remember when Peter Griffin like <laughs> cut his knee and he was just like, yes. ah. like <laughs> yeah, this movie does that with blow darts. It just keeps he just keeps hitting him with blow darts, and he's going ah. Uh, and it's like four, five, six, like right in the like his grouping was very good. Like his grouping, oh, it was, was, it was a small grouping. Yes, yeah, it's just incredible. Center mass, those fucking blow darts. It's fucking stupid. But yeah, he he gets this guy and he's like, hey, 
Why don't you give Venerius a message for me? And the guy fucking pulls a gun out when Franco turns his back, and Franco turns around and chops him in the throat. Yeah. Drops him. Never mind. I'll tell him myself. I'll tell him fucking myself. Fucking walks away. He walks away with that swagger. Yeah. <laughs> in the sweat. And we get the long shot of Venerius's building in the background, whatever Manila building that is. And now we get the arrival in Manila of Hasegawa, the ninja. He gets picked up in Venerius's little car here and he gets whisked off to Venerius's building where they take him up. <clears throat> excuse me. Where they take him up to meet Mr. Venerius and Venerius. This is fucking hilarious here because <laughs> he takes him up and Venerius is like, I want you to go here and take out this plantation. And Hasego was like, all right, cool, I'll do that. And Venerius says, well, what happens if you fail? And Hasegawa goes, then, I do not want to live. Yeah. It's this fucking, it's... like, hired bullshit yeah. job that he yeah. doesn't give a fuck yeah. about, but he clearly does. <laughs> but honestly, like, it's, like you said earlier, like, it's so way of the dragon. You know, when the boss was in his office, you remember he brought in Colt. Bob well, first he brought in Bob oh. and the, uh, I know one Japanese martial artist. And honestly, I wish Hasegawa, because this would have been so great. Because they're like, if 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 these lines had been in there. Uh, yeah, we want you to take out a ninja, but this guy is American. And if Hasegawa had a look directly at the boss and said, who can do karate? <laughs> Better than Japanese. Like, that would have been great. That would have been great. Oh, my. Can you imagine? That would have been incredible. Who could do karate better than Japanese? Like better than could, Japanese. That would have been great, because that was a fucking and great just, ass line in Way of the Dragon. Just fucking steal it. Why not? Like, you know, you need to. You, you need stole to the plot. It. Yeah, you stole the fucking plot. So why not? You know, go all the way here. Steal the line. So yeah, we we now get that we get the the infiltration of the office building here by dollars, where he. This he just rolls up to these two security guards and, he, hey, want to see some titty pictures? And he just shows them the fucking pictures in his jacket. And both guards go with him into this fucking office building that they're supposedly protecting. This is the fucking stoop. Like, this is, again, like, 12-year-old boy. Hey, uh, I'm guarding this building for the evil villain. And it's like, oh, well, would you let me in if I show you some still pictures of naked ladies? And And it's... The, he, it's insane. The guards lead them into the building, and now they're huddled uncomfortably close. <laughs> outside the elevator? Outside the elevator. <laughs> like, yes. Fucking Franco, cool, comes into the building and grabs all three of them, the two guards and Dollars, in a bear hug, and pushes them into the elevator, and then very obviously beats the shit out of dollars like <laughs> he's just lumping everybody like he's, he's kicking lumping. all that like, ass and that's how like uncomfortably close they're all are that cole can actually reach his arms around all three of them just shows you how fucking big franco nero is compared to dollars and the and the right and the two filipino uh guards but he grabs them throws them in there and he just starts throwing these shitty fucking <laughs> shooto shooto chop what's what's the fucking what's the fucking football team that does the chop when they're watching uh oh yeah that's the, oh. i think that's the atlanta brave baseball team yeah, yeah. The atlanta brave okay so when they start doing that chop that's that's the, that's the fucking equivalency of the chop it's like that poor 
Like he's just yeah, it's got these, that much weight to yeah, it. He's yeah. doing these stupid chops, but he's clearly beating the shit out of his friend that actually got him <laughs> in there. Like, and then he and now he did, this is the fucking dumbest. Well, we now we get the actual Austin Powers moment because you just said Franco Nero is way like a foot taller than these Filipino guards that he's tackling into the elevator. But then the elevator door opens after the insane foley of again change. But Franco and Dollars come out dressed in the guards' uniforms, and they fit like a glove, like a glove. Yeah, yeah. It's like crazy. It would, it would, it would, it would be like if he beat up Herve Villages and took his little white suit and put it on, and it fit him perfectly. Like it's perfectly, it's ridiculous, and it's fucking. That would be hilarious. stretched out like Black Belt Jones's shirt Yo. in fucking the office oh, building, yeah. right? Where it's all stretched. Like, no, he wouldn't do that. But yeah, him and Dollars roll upstairs, and they, they like wave at the other two guards, like, "Hello, how are you? <laughs> yeah, Good. I'm, yeah, yes, I'm yeah. Like, Filipino. Yes, that way. nobody <laughs> notices. Nobody notices a six foot white guy with a with a mustache that looks like something Crocodile D would throw to fucking hunt his dinner with and and the old fucking coot with the porn bag stuffed under his shirt like oh that's a perfectly right? normal thing so they go they go into the uh the uh, the, the crazy office in dollars dollars is narrating for everybody here of what's happening like yes wow this is a nice office. I'd like this office. There's a pool in here. Wow, look at this. This is great. <laughs> look at these. There's movies here. Hey, there's blue movies. Which, listen, Dollars is fixated on titties in a unhealthy way. <laughs> like he's, he's looking at these movies that are here, and he's like, hey, look at these. Blue movies. And he turns it on. Franco is looking through Venarius's desk and finds out why Venarius wants Frank's land. Frank's land has oil on it, which is why... He is so interested, he wants the land because of the oil. So, Dollars now turns this movie on. And we see, in this black and white movie, footage. I'm going to call it a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie because it's edited. <laughs> like a movie of Hasegawa killing... It's it's a snuff film. This is a snuff yeah, film. It's, it's a ninja snuff film. Yeah. Right? Because Hasegawa was killing this mobster guy with the gun he shoots an arrow through the guy's wrist there's close-up shots yeah, there's has the guy jumps over the fucking wall shots and it's just like there's tight shots there's, there's tight shots <laughs> the camera's clearly like moving into him and it's just like oh the ninja just like allowed himself to be you know like a documentary film crew following a ninja that's actually a great movie too a documentary right? film crew like <laughs> You know, like, like man bites dog but yeah, with a ninja. Yeah, but, yeah, like he's driving around the car like cops. <laughs> oh yeah, I've been the ninja. Uh, I don't know, like say nine years, been doing this assassination thing. And uh, oh, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. We're coming up on the target, boys. Oh my god. <laughs> I got hired by this. Uh, guy. I thought it was a casting agent. That was weird. A casting agent. He contacted agent. my master yeah. and <clears throat> hired me to go to the Philippines to destroy this plantation. It was weird. Now, uh, fucking, I'd pay to see that movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, for right. sure. So yeah, they find out that Hasegawa's there. Oh my god, they hired Hasegawa, which we immediately cut to the plantation with Frank and Marianne and a bunch of guards that are guarding the plantation, but Hasegawa is there and he is going to attack these guards and attack the plantation. Now, <sighs> Hasegawa gets up on top of a wall here. Somehow. It's a it's a high wall. He looks up with this weird 
look in his eye. And as he jumps up onto the wall, one of the, he's not quiet about it, by the way, but he sees this guard by the camera shot. The guard's like six, seven feet below him. But Hasegawa has like the, the ninja, if you've ever watched ninja movies, which you should, he's got the ninja claw like things uh, on his hands that are like for ninja climbing claws. Yeah. Ninja climbing claws. And he reaches down and he slams the climbing claw into this guard's forehead with, again, the most insane foley you could ever have for that. It's like a it's like a sword strike sound, yeah. like a lightning strike it, or something. Yeah, it's it's stupid, but I have to say, like this this is probably my favorite part of the film. Like Hasegawa, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> like because they they have Frank and Susan, well Susan George, they have Frank. And Marianne, and Marianne, yeah, enjoying their dinner, and out of focus, there's a guard standing there, and Hasegawa comes up <laughs> and fucking murders him, like right in Marianne's line of sight, like completely. Yep. And she's just like, I really enjoy these times we have together. And there's a fucking murder, like right over Frank's shoulder, and she can see it. Like, how do you not see that? She just there's no not, way she doesn't see. She it. does not give a fuck like he yeah hasagawa comes out and kicks the guy and stomps on his neck in the fucking doorway but where she's looking yeah she's like looking at frank <laughs> they're behind frank and she's just like yes well our marriage hasn't been great the last few years since you started drinking and he's like yeah and there's murders going on in the background that they do not see like again like if it if it happens like sort of like out of frame or something like that it's like oh the audience the audience can't see it you can't see it but in this case it is a fucking straight line yeah well that's the thing like in a horror movie you see the person talking on a phone and they're looking sort of at camera but off to one side of the camera and then they're shooting at the person but you can see behind the actor yes and the 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 you know demon killer whatever is behind the person like whiffing behind them okay that's scary because you know they're that the killer's there, but the person doesn't know. In this case, the actor's looking at the fucking murder happening. Yeah, this would have been perfect if it was just Frank drinking by himself, right? Just like, oh, fuck, yes, my life right? sucks. And then, you know, like Ninja there. But but she's clearly, like, they could have been snuggled up together side by side. <laughs> like, you know, on like a And it would have made seat. sense. But no, she's looking directly at him. He's just like, bloop, 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 turning everybody into kebabs. And she does not <laughs> fucking care. And then he just then fucking the- launches this fucking smoke bomb right into the middle of the dinner table and the two of them their reaction is actually good because they're both kind of like cock fuck what the hell jesus fuck like it's pretty good like it is pretty good their reaction is awesome i don't know if they actually told the two actors what was going to happen because it doesn't look like they did because once that light blows up, they're yeah. both like, Jesus, both, what the fuck? Both, like, yeah, they're both like, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Harry nut sack of monkey fuck. Yeah, and she just immediately grabs the gun. Um, again, Which, this 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 woman should why? not have a gun. Okay? like Why does she have the gun? He's the military veteran. Why the fuck is she running out to protect the home? Yeah. I don't get it. She pumps the shotgun in the slowest, most awkward yeah, way possible. like... like and it kind of gets stuck and then she just kind of pulls it back but she's going around like an asshole and frank frank the bigger asshole is hiding in the fucking lawn and then he just grabs a fucking baseball bat and he's just 
And he's walking he's around like, like he doesn't see her. Like she walks, right, she's she on the walks lawn. out straight on the lawn, and he walks out like right behind her, and he's looking left and right, going, "Hey, where Marianne, where what's are happening?" You? And it's like, "Where'd you go?" Dude, she's like ten feet from the fucking house. <laughs> and then Hasegawa drops down behind her and grabs the gun. Off the gun goes, and he's like the shittiest ninja ever because she like elbows him in the elbow. Yeah. And gets away from him. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he keeps popping the up. Worst. He pops up and covers her mouth. And then he just goes, <laughs> like, he does, does this fucking, like, and he Dude. makes, he makes this face, like, his like, face is amazing. His face is incredible. Cause he's just like, <laughs> again, like, just like what a, what a fucking 12 year old boy, like, would fantasize a fucking evil like, ninja. <laughs> and then he just grabs her and he looks in and he laughs in her face. Like, that's, in her stupid yeah, girl face. Her like stupid girl face. <laughs> and Frank finds the gun. Off he goes. He's like, Marianne, what's happening? What's going on? What? Hey. And during this time, I'm assuming Hasegawa is tying Marianne to the palm tree. We will see her tied to in a moment. But why does Frank, like a trained army veteran, works with guns? They show him in all kinds of wars. And he's like, because he does that whole thing. He's like, yeah, when this war is over, I'm going to settle down. Get me a girl, a plantation and coconut. <laughs> Filipino, picture. Filipino workers <laughs> and show picture. Like he, he does the whole speech. Right. And then all of a sudden, like the ninja shows up and he's just he's running around with a baseball. Back going, oh my god, help me, please! I don't know what to do. Like he's like, what the fuck? Did you forget that you fucking. Oh, it's so stupid. It's the dumbest shit ever. But it fucking makes me laugh, dude. When he oh, tries yeah. to fight Hasegawa with a bat and he swings it. Oh, that fucking overhands overhead swing! Oh my swing? god, dude! He yeah. swings it like if I had a stroke and you tried to get me to hit a pinata. Yeah, that's the way he swings it. Yeah. Like, it's so slow and so off off power. Yeah, like I'm coming off a four-day hunger strike, and I just had three tequila <laughs> shooters, and then you passed me, um, you know, an off-weight bat and asked me to take a swing at him. Yeah. <laughs> a 50-pound bat. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. And he's on, Hasegawa's on either side of that pillar, and he's swinging super slow on either side of the pillar. Hasegawa takes Frank over to this stone wall and feeds his arm through and fucking oh breaks God. his shit off yeah. in the wall, yeah. which was actually pretty that great. That was actually good. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> and Frank grabs his arm and runs away like, oh, God, yeah, oh, my God, my arm hurts. <laughs> so Frank sees Marianne tied to the tree, and he's like, oh, my, like, legit, I have to go help my wife. And Hasegawa throws a ninja star at him and misses, and his reaction is like, drat, <laughs> like, Oh, I yeah, missed him. He's like, oh. <laughs> Throws a second one, hits him in the hamstring, fucking hobbles him, and then he goes up to Frank here. And to be fair here to the to the movie, Marianne's reaction here when Hasegawa yeah cuts Frank's throat in front of her with the with the little knife thing, like she's legit freaked out. She does a really good job, to be fair, and also to be fair, that is the shittiest knife throat slit that i have ever seen like you can probably maybe of all time see the blood shooting out of the blade of the knife and of the, the not, tube that runs yeah, behind it and not making any cut on his throat whatsoever like they did not attempt they were just like eh, fucking just shoot it 
Like, yeah, yeah, they didn't give a single fuck about there's that. There's no blood, and then there's blood. And the blood's actually not squirting from the neck. It's squirting from the knife. And <laughs> from the, the hose on the back of the knife. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe something if you cut it and has a guy was like, you made my knife bleed. You know, like, it's just so fucking stupid. <laughs> so now we get the cut to the office building where we see Venarius and Parker this is find the, a pile of bodies this is the in the elevator. funniest goddamn thing. Like... He walks it's in and crazy. he's walking around in his like he's dressed like Tony Montana, like Starface. Yeah. And he's like, Where are my guys? Where are my men? And he goes to the first elevator. And there's like six fucking Filipino guys, like all snoozing. Like comedic but the music comedic. The music is like like it's this fucking it's, weird trumpet so hit bad. like what the it's fuck are you doing so like, stupid. but they all look like they're peacefully napping like they don't look like five guys that got the shit kicked out of them by a ninja they look like like they just look like five guys that said hey let's all fucking cuddle and nap together in this elevator like in the middle of the night which is awesome and then he goes to the next elevator, and it's the fucking <laughs> it's the fucking dudes cuddling up in their tidy whities that they stole the uniforms from, which is so yeah. fucking like it's so fucking stupid. They're just laying it's there, like, so fucking like, they're resting their head on each other like they're at the drive-in movie, <laughs> like watching Grease together. And Venerius, Venerius turns to Parker and goes, "You know." This is just too much, Mr. Parker. <laughs> and there's this stupid music cue again of like... Bah, 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 bah. But he does that thing where he folds his arms and he puts his finger in his yeah. mouth and he kind of chews his nails like... Oh. Mm. It, looks like all my, it looks like all my people are dead. I don't like this one bit. We need to get our own ninja on this post-haste. Which he is because smash cut to Hasegawa being crazy like i've never seen him act like this because he's just burning the thatch huts and he's just like yeah like he's he's fucking laughing like black dynamite when he fucking killed when he yeah. uh, when he fucking when he killed chicago killed, wind well he killed the fucking gang the oh no he gang, killed uh, the he, drug dealer yeah yeah the, the, he killed the drug dealer in the helicopter. Yeah, and he's, yeah, he's just, laughing his he's balls laughing off, his balls off, burning, and all like these people are running and screaming and crying and on fire, and he's just like, yeah, it's like he's leaning back, he's laughing, his arms are out, yeah. he's carrying two torches, his hands are up in the air, he's yeah. fucking loving now it. Now, just be sure that you're only going to use this ninja for good, <laughs> right? Only send him on a kill crazy arson rampage if you really, really need to. Okay, which. Kudos, they did. Yeah, they, so. they, you get an A for that, ninja. <laughs> so now we get Cole showing back up to the plantation here after his office infiltration. I guess he dropped dollars off back at the store or whatever. But he shows up here and the, the plantation is trashed. And he ends up finding Frank here uh, floating in the pool with his neck cut. And again, to be fair to the movie, Franco Nero is a good actor here because he sees his Fuck. buddy with his throat cut yep. floating. And he's, you know, he's the, the little flashback to the war again, intercut with him looking at his buddy in the pool. And he's legit tearing up. And like, you feel that Franco's a good actor here, right? Like, this is a good scene. Yeah. These are the best shots in the film, too, because, you know, not counting the flashback, like, the way that they've got it lit where his you know, body's floating and the way that they pull in 
on Franco Nero's face, and yep. he's not crying, but no. he's visibly incredibly upset. And, and he's, he's, he's he's legit tearing, tearing up. up. He's totally tearing up, and like his eyes are red, they're glossy, and then they do the flashback, and he does that whole thing. Hey, I'm gonna find a girl, show picture, and you know does all that fucking. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to yep. I'm about to die. Uh, fucking lines. Yep. But yeah, Franco Nero looks great, and the shots that they had with the light hitting the water uh, in the pool, it looked really good. And they did a good job with the shots of the burn, like he's running around the burnt yep. thatch buildings, and it's very good. I liked it. I liked it a lot as well. And now we end up sort of in the last section here where Cole gets all his ninja shit back on and gets psyched up and ends up going to find Venerius and have the final showdown with Hasegawa and the sort of wrap-up of the movie here. So speaking of good shots, these are good shots too, where Franco, yeah. as Cole, gets his ninja shit together, all his weapons and stuff, where, again, magic duffel bag syndrome, but he has all his ninja weapons and suits and everything, but the sunrise or sunset, I don't know what it is, shots here of him getting suited up and ready to yeah. rock, Well, you got the, they're beautiful, man, they're good. He's in front of a fire, like you've got the orange fire, you've got the orange sun, you've got the green, and it's just like on a real soft, creamy lens. And it yep. looks really good. And then it cuts to, like, again, I don't know if, like, there were probably moments when the filmmaker basically, like, the filmmakers were there and, like, oh, yeah, you got, like, an extra hour to get these shots, so uh, we're on lunch. Like, there's probably stuff that he shot on lunch break with Franco Nero, <laughs> like, yeah. where he actually had some opportunities to take some time and get some good lighting and compositions, because some of the stuff here is gorgeous. It just happens so infrequently that it takes you out of the movie when there's something good as as insulting as yep. that sounds i'm not meaning to be no for sure I, I totally agree there's some beautiful shots in this just not often yeah not too often and now we get the flash to the we get the cut to the office building and the oh. guard standing there <laughs> and okay so there's a guard standing and he's at the corner and they kind of pan down to sort of crotch level here and you see the handle end of the tonfa go between this guard's legs and Franco Nero hit this man in the dick with the handle of this tonfa. Like when you watch, it's like three or four inches away and he pulls it like yanks him back. Yeah. <laughs> he like cranks this dude by the dick. Yeah, like he puts it up, <laughs> like passes it like right under his choda, and then <laughs> fucking <laughs> hooks it on the dick and yanks him straight back. But, oh yeah. But like literally <laughs> literally as he's walking by, I can't tell cuz there's like a silhouette of a guy, but it looks yeah. like there's a guy looking directly at him. He's probably <laughs> facing in the other direction, but it legitimately looks like he's seriously like just watched that looking. guy get fucking hooked by the fucking uh chode and then and then just like Franco Nero walks by with like 15 fucking swords and fucking tanto knives <laughs> white ninja white. suit <laughs> he's got like a sword on his back he's got like a little tanto sword on his hip he's got a bow and arrow he's got fucking sigh like he's like carrying an ass ton of weaponry here geared out which again how did he get to this office building in manila dressed like that that's <laughs> That's the missing scene because I want to see him in the taxi. I want to see him taking a taxi to taking this a building. Tuk -tuk. Yeah, taking a tuk tuk. Yeah. Just seven twenty five Manila Avenue, please. Just <laughs> quietly sitting there. 
But yeah, he goes into this office building and I mean, he just starts killing guards. He's throwing shurikens like like he's doing washer toss. Like at least when oh, yeah. Hasegawa is throwing them, like he's legit. Like when he when Hasegawa was throwing the shurikens, they look like oh fuck, I would not want to get hit by these. But like, yes, when when he's tossing them, they're just like they're just like a cool breeze, just like a kiss on your lips from a butterfly. He's just like fucking tossing them out. It's not. <laughs> it's they're not great, man. They're not great. And they missed an opportunity here, I think, because Franco goes over to the elevator. A guard comes out, he like weakly elbows this dude in the face and then gets in the elevator. There's a great, beautiful shot of Franco in the elevator. I should I should call him Cole. Of Cole in the elevator with the sunrise behind him. He's going up and all you hear is like of like, you know, elevator mechanical noises. Yeah. Dude, if they had put like Kenny G Muzak in the background, oh my this would God. have been comedy gold okay dude like just all right name <laughs> your like the name carpenters your, playing or name something? your top three elevator <laughs> tunes to play in the elevator go okay number one rainy days and mondays always get me down by the carpenters oh fuck that's so good can you imagine that if he's just riding up looking at the numbers yes rainy days and mondays always get me down yes <laughs> i love it all right what's your that second would be great number two I think probably tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree by Tony Orlando and Dawn. That is an excellent one, too. <laughs> I think that would be great. And then number three would probably have to be, oh, Country Roads, John Denver. That's gorgeous. Right? Damn it, that I should have. be amazing. Or, no, 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 Rocky Mountain High, John Denver. Rocky Mountain High. I will go with Rocky Mountain High. Okay. Yep. Uh, What's yours? Well, now that you said that, I'm going to go. Uh, my number one is going to be Ronnie Millsap, Smoky, Ma- Smoky Mountain Range, <laughs> which beautiful. I think beautiful. would be amazing. <laughs> Secondly, I would do a Filipina cover of uh, Moulin Rouge, <laughs> just a, just like a cover band version. Yeah. <laughs> and the third, I'd uh, the third one that I would do would be. Uh, Coward of the County, Kenny Rogers. <laughs> nice. Which I thought would be. Oh, that would be amazing. Be oh, my fuck, that's perfect. Amazing, him going up the elevator. <laughs> Everyone considered him the coward of the county. They took turns oh with Becky. God. And there were three of them. <laughs> you could hear a pin drop. You could hear a pin drop. you heard the last one fall. <laughs> yeah. That would be so dope. He's just looking up at the numbers, listening to the music, yeah. kind of nod his would, head a little I bit. I would watch. I like. I would watch that. Like, remember in the Last Dragon when they played the entire Eldebarge song? I would. Yes. I would listen to Cole in the elevator going up all those flights for the entire song, Coward of the County, and he's just fucking in there, just going up the whole time. You know when you're on when you're on hold with somebody, some fucking company, and their music is good enough that you sort of start humming along, and then you forget why you called and who you called. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just have that happen with him, like in the elevator in his ninja suit, just like coward of coward of county. Yeah, and then he's like, "What am I doing? Where am I again?" And the or elevator doors funny. open. And he's like, "Oh funny. shit! Right, no, I gotta no, find." Even better, like it's just <laughs> it's the pool, right? It's just a shot of the pool, and then he walks in. <laughs> into frame singing coward of the county <laughs> and then 
And Marius jumps up and goes, what the fuck is he doing here? And then Cole just kind of snaps out of it and pulls his sword out. That'd be fucking dope. <laughs> he just walks into frame and, like, fucking forgets where he is. Promise me, son, not to things. Oh, shit! I'm here for murder. <laughs> That'd be fucking dope. I want to see it. Oh my god, that's awesome. I want to see it. <laughs> oh fuck, take my oh, money. Fuck, Brian, <laughs> take my fucking money. <laughs> Holy shit. So yeah, he gets off the elevator and he darts this one dude right in the neck and then he sees this chick and she runs away and he just he just fucking lets yeah, her he live, lets I her, guess. Yeah, he lets her go. But uh, yeah, he mur- straight murders I'm the guard. I'm pretty sure that that's not a dart. Like I'm 90% sure that they just glued a cigarette to a guy's neck because it looks like a fucking cigarette. Like, yeah, their budget was low at this yeah, point. So, yeah, they're like, we're running out of money. I'll get some darts. I just tape a fucking smoke to his, to his neck. He goes, he kills that guy and then he shurikens the next guard in the chest. But oh, yeah. The guard. <laughs> for- <laughs> the guard falls out past the wall, like where everybody in the yeah, pool would see him die. Would see him, <laughs> and then Cole is standing there with his sword sticking out past the wall, oh, yeah. where everybody would see it. Yeah, like there's a there's a fucking guy laying on the floor and a sword jetting out. <laughs> but then he goes up that spiral staircase, but then jumps down from the ceiling immediately. <laughs> like where no reason. Like exactly where he was standing a moment ago. <laughs> Yeah. Like he basically runs up the stairs and then just jumps back down to where he was. It's so stupid. Like, it's, it's just like, and then he's just kind of lands and he's like, ha ha. Like he wanted to make like a fucking, like he's probably like, through that oh, shit before walking the room. Yeah, through that shit. He's trying to do the black dynamite entrance. All right, let's go up these stairs and then I'll jump in and go, ha ha. Catch everyone's the attention. And I'll be clocking these bitches later. Like, fuck. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, the guy comes out behind him with the gun, and he just gently swats <laughs> gently swats gently the gun out the of the sword. guy's Like, <laughs> gently, with the blunt side of the sword. Like, <laughs> ting. So, he loses his sword in this guy in the pool. Yes, he does. Like, but how does he still have a sword on his back? He, I, he had several swords. Like, when he was Clearly. on the way there, he had, like, I think he had three. I think he had two swords and a, and a little Tanto sword. Uh, with his bows and britches and gazelles and mongooses. <laughs> gazelles and ge- <laughs> stoats and goats and yeah, mongooses. He was, and- <laughs> he was loaded to the tits. But then that buddy comes out and he's like, oh, who's your tailor? I'm Mr. Parker. I'm going to take you. T- I'm going to take you. Mr. Parker. He's like, like, Mr. Parker is like, oh, my God. Christopher Walken as Mr. Parker would have fucking put this over the top, right? Oh, oh my God. Fucking Ninja. God. God, what an <laughs> incredible display. Hey, Venarius wants to meet you. By the way, who's your tailor? I got a car waiting downstairs. Like, that'd be awesome. You look phenomenal. You look phenomenal. You got a ninja skills. I fought a ninja once when I was in Vietnam. Like, it would have been amazing. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's this fucking Mr. Parker's nuts here. Where he just went. And Cole just is like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll go with you then. Yeah, Cole, and he just Cole just goes with him. Fucking leaves with him in a car. Again, what was the car scene like? 
Like they just. They I just, want that scene. You get a you get a ninja in the back seat of your car, and you're driving through Manila, and he's like, "How do you sit with like fucking five swords strapped across your back, like <laughs> and a bow and arrow, and a bow and arrow?" <laughs> like he's just he's just laying down across the back seat, like because he can't fucking bend. He's just or like, you awkwardly take it off your shoulder and like have it in front of you, like a child holding a backpack going to school, yeah, yeah like laying on his lap all across his lap. <laughs> Yeah, so they they drive up through the streets of Manila here to this arena. This is a a, a real cockfighting arena, which is where you kind of get the wraparound of the cockfighting sort of being symbolic of the one-on-one fighting, I guess, of the ninjas. But uh, Mm. so Mr. Parker leaves Cole, the ninja, in the car to wait while he goes in to tell Mr. Venarius that Hey, I have the ninja and he's here and we can do whatever you want now and have a showdown or whatever the fuck. And Venarius is like, well, why don't you go get him, asshole? Yeah. So he goes, Parker goes back out to get Cole and Cole has straight murdered everyone. There is just like, (laughs) there's more people laying on the ground than could have comfortably fit in that car. (laughs) So Cole, yes, Cole clearly was killing like. Anybody that was like a witness to yes. it, like he's just like killed it and is like, oh shit, there was like a group, like a family going out to dinner or something. Cause there's like five or seven people laying oh, there, plus easy. the ninja and all his gear. Like they wouldn't have fit in that car. So he killed a few witnesses. Oh, he killed people that would talk. Absolutely. Yeah. I do want to mention here when Mr. Parker leaves to go get Cole, Mr. Venarius does that like hand across the stomach, other hand up to the mouth, like pose again. Yeah. Yeah, and he does. It's dude, so- there is five inches between the bottom of his nose and his upper lip. Like when he poses like that, like, like he stretches his face yeah. really long. It's inhumanly yeah. long. It, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So it's fucking ridiculous. everybody's dead in the in the little parking lot area. And Mr. Parker is like, oh, we need help here because he's gone. Shit. God damn it. Like, <laughs> God damn it, the ninja ninjas that we left me. that we left in the back seat of the car. Everybody like faces everybody got away. And this is where Mr. Venarius is like, it's okay, I know how to handle this. Ninja <laughs> Ninja Ninja, hey, ninja. <laughs> I want you to come out now, ninja. It's so fucking dumb that it's amazingly hilarious. And again, there's it no is. way this isn't a comedy. Dude, there's no way. Yeah, it's a comedy. It's it's a misfire of a comedy is yep. what it is, right? And that's what they should have just embraced it because when he's like just got his hands behind his back and he's standing there like, you know, prim and proper and proud and he's just like, ninja, come out, ninja. It's fucking And then awesome. fires just start randomly erupting in the arena. Fires just start, yeah, just start exploding. It's insane. It's and Mr. Uh, Venarius, Mr. Venarius is like, Mr. Parker, bring me the woman. And where the hell is our ninja? <laughs> where the hell is our ninja? Like he's a pizza he ordered like, fucking more than yeah, 30 minutes yeah. ago. Like, yeah. where the hell is this ninja? <laughs> and now Cole just starts fucking dudes up left and right in here. All the henchmen in the white suits. Yeah. He's stabbing dudes and choking dudes and throwing people over railings. He grabs this one dude by the neck and just pulls him over the railing. Doesn't really do anything to him. Just pulls him over the railing. No, he just pulls him over the railing. Hey, they're kind of hey, hurt. man. My neck. My, my neck. My but, I mean, he, just, he just fucking, he just kind of roughhouses them. And then, <laughs> yeah. the, then 
two guys come fucking <laughs> at him, and he pulls. He has like a fucking ninja explosion, yep. ninja fireball, um, and he comes out of the dust, and he's got the fucking the double side baby. And these guys kind of laugh at him, and he again he gently throws the side like yes, and, and he double stabs them like like simultaneously it's hilarious it's, like they've got guns they've got guns on him and he pulls out the sigh and they're like oh <laughs> look he's got sigh and then he fucking throws them they don't react and they both dude die. he throws the sigh and they clearly land like 10 feet in front of him and the guys oh, are 40 feet away i i'd say less than 10 because <laughs> he, he just kind of lobbed them but the best is when he has like the handful of drywall tacks. <laughs> he just fucking <laughs> he just fucking backwards throws them behind him and just drives them face into, plants uh, this dude yes. into that guy's face. Like it's awesome. Like they 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 took some time with it because it looks it looks legit. Like all of them like you know driven into his face and shit. It looks that's decent. one of the like, best it, kills. It was, it was good. Yeah, that's definitely one of the best kills. Because the, the guy comes up behind him, sure, and he gets sort of caught off guard. But when he he like you see them in his hand, and then he just kind of underhands the the Dirks or whatever they are, and just hits him right in the face. It's awesome. It's a it's a good uh, kill. Yeah. And then we get the the reappearance of of Needle Guy, who gets shot. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna say four, five, five times in the tie center mass chest with what looked like legitimately hat pins. They were fucking clearly hat pins, <laughs> and Buddy's face is the worst acting in like, the movie that in I've the movie ever seen. <laughs> like worse than I've ever ever seen. I've never seen anybody killed with just hat pins being pushed two millimeters into your shirt. <laughs> I've never seen anybody realize what's happening and do absolutely nothing about it. Like, you know, like if you get hit, if you get hit, like your body flinches, oh, yeah. right? He doesn't, he doesn't fucking flinch or cringe or twist or, ah, what the fuck? Like he, he just stands there with a big fucking surprised look and he's standing there and the, and the fucking blow darts are just going into his yeah. body and he's not reacting to any no. of them. He's just standing there like, Oh, he looks like with his he mouth. looks like open. Harlan Williams telling a joke like, Oh, 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 he <laughs> does look like Harlan Williams. <laughs> it's amazing. Come on. Give me that. Give me those dirt. You little pumpkin pie <laughs> hair. Kind of freak. Like, you little hairy freak. Like, come like, here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's awesome. And then he, another fire. And okay, we get a guy here now. He he shoots an arrow and smokes this one dude in the stomach who's clearly just holding the arrow into his stomach. But there's another guy up on this sort of upper railing with a machine gun. And Cole comes up and throws a knife into the guy's neck. And the guy falls off the upper railing and onto some chairs, which I oh think my God. were supposed to give way, <laughs> but did not. <laughs> because this guy fucking falls hard on these chairs son like i don't know what kind of wood that they were made out of but yeah so the dude falls off the second story (laughs) yep and there's a bunch of wooden chairs bamboo like dining like dining chairs or rattan or bamboo but they're round like they're they're rounded at the at the top like the bamboo's (laughs) bent or whatever's made out of it and strong he goes flying and the chairs are all packed close together. Like there's like <laughs> 20 or 30 chairs and he legit falls on these chairs and none of them fucking budge. <laughs> like 
they don't budge. He doesn't break through the chairs. No. Like these are well made nineteen eighty one like heirloom furniture. He might as well have landed on the concrete floor. Oh, you would have been better because at least it's a fucking flat surface. Like these these just give all these little hard surfaces that can dig in like between your fucking ribs. Right. Like like the tops of those chairs, like between your ribs, like one up your ass, one fucking between your ribs, like your kidneys, your fucking liver. Like he probably shit himself. Like he probably hit his liver and just like shit himself, pissed himself. He's laying there like, oh, it, it's it's a hard landing. Like I don't feel good for that. I mean, I'm making fun of him, but I don't think that that guy. I, I think that that guy really. Oh yeah, hurt. in all seriousness, that's that extra. He 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 was done filming that day after that stunt. Like he had to go and get some get some ice packs put on his ribs and shit because he was he oh, was yeah. hurt. He was hurt. And then uh, Cole ends up getting close to Venarius here. There's still two guards. Venarius gets one of his guards a shuriken to the face, and then the other guy gets a, a hat pin blow dart to the neck. Another and uh, yeah, Venarius is pissed here, and this is where we get the Mister Parker. I want my black ninja and I want him now line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that line, which unbelievable. is phenomenal. And at this point, uh, Cole is kind of looking around and Mr. Parker gets Mary Ann here and brings her into the, the sort of arena and mm. starts calling out, hey, you know, white ninja, get over here. I'm going to want to kick your ass or, you know, get you in the ring or whatever. Venarius is starting to sort of want to negotiate with Cole. I don't think he knows that Cole is the white ninja at this point. He just knows it's a ninja because he keeps saying, ninja! But Cole shoots an arrow right through Mr. Parker's right hand, at which point he obviously lets go of Marianne (laughs) because he's got a fucking arrow through his radius and ulna. And Mr. Venarius goes, don't let her go! (laughs) Mr. Parker goes, I think I've been hurt, sir. (laughs) Yeah. Again, that's the comedic part of this it's a great the line is delivered in a comedic way yeah like there's no way that wasn't meant to be funny because it's fucking hilarious the way he says i think i've been hurt sir yeah that's hysterical so marianne fucks off and runs away and now that uh mr parker has had his hand shot through with an arrow uh hasagawa grabs marianne here we get the smoke bomb and cole ends up grabbing mr parker and wants sort of a showdown with Mr. Venarius. And Venarius is like, I don't need him alive. What the fuck? And shoots Mr. Parker. But do you know what's fucking hilarious is just before he was doing it, he had his, not his hands on his hips, but his wrists <laughs> on his hips. Yes. Like, like Mick Jagger. <laughs> yes. Right? Like the, like the chicken dancing Mick Jagger. Like he's prancing around moves. singing fucking. Yeah. Like he... Yes, yeah. yeah, that is like he's got he's got his he's got his wrists on his hips with his fucking hands turned out, and then he's just like, I don't care about Mister Parker, yeah. boom, and shoots. Like Bowie's got to come out and sing "Dancing in the Streets" with him. Like, yeah, like they're literally like he's literally making that like, ah, well, oh, ninja, look at me, I'm the cock of the walk, which is fucking it's amazing. Hilarious. He shoots Mister Parker, and obviously Cole takes off for a second. And goes behind the little wall, and Venarius is like, "Hey, hey, let's talk. Let's talk for a minute. Let's do our thing. Let's negotiate." And Cole comes out and throws a shuriken at Venarius, which hits him in the chest, underhand. underhand we might add, 
hits Venerius in the chest, and this is maybe one of the top five deaths on screen ever. Like, there's, again, there's no way this is not meant to be comedic, because this is hysterical. This, the, he, he just kind of grabs his chest and lifts his arm out and drops the gun, <laughs> and his face is just like fucking cartoon. He's like, nah! And they do it in slow motion, which makes it it's even It's way funnier. funnier in slow-mo. It's fucking hilarious. And he's just looking down at the shirt. <laughs> and, <laughs> and his hands go out to the side like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's, he's like falling. And he puts his hands out to the side like, what the fuck? <laughs> As he dies, it is so fucking stupid. That death is it's, hilarious. It's, it's so funny. That death is so funny. Like it is the funniest death. Like you should just watch this movie just for just for that death. It's worth oh, it, dude. This this hour and forty minutes or whatever it is, hour and thirty minutes, it's worth it to get to see Venerius die like that. It's amazing. Yeah, that confused that confused shoulder shrug as he drops to the <laughs> side is fucking it's dope. Phenomenal. But then we got Hasegawa showing up. Yeah, for uh. Kind yeah. of a mediocre fight, to be honest, Yeah, man. Cole looks out over the cockfighting ring where nobody is, and all of a sudden, while Cole is looking at the cockfighting ring in front of him, Hasegawa and Marianne just fucking materialize there somehow yeah. without him seeing. And uh, Cole goes down here, and I, as, okay, I want to be fair to uh, everybody here, particularly Susan George, because again, Susan George, great actress. She's been around forever. But the way they shoot her here and the way the fucking gag is in her mouth. The, the gag is literally so it's tight. It's so fucking tight looks, on her. She looks like one of those fucking sad clowns. <laughs> like, you know, where they do the sad makeup on a clown. Like, she legit looks like that because whoever put that fucking thing in her mouth, like, pulled it so tight. She... Like, she kind of has, like, the tired dog mouth. She looks like Dana Carvey like, doing like, that Mr. Uh, Turtle character. Yeah. Turtle, yeah. Turtle. Yeah, she's... Like that? It's legit oh. ridiculous. Like, somebody just tied that woman. And thankfully, Hasegawa unties the gag on her and just is like, yeah. okay, get the fuck out of here and sends her on her way out because he just wants to fight Cole and kill Cole and that's a wrap. He just wants... He doesn't need to kill her. And they yeah. proceed to have a ninja magic fist pose off. Yeah. Which is stupid but you know for the 80s again i i was 12 i thought it was the dopest shit in the world i thought it was awesome but then they get into the fight and the like you said the fight is very meh they draw their swords and they start to go at each other there's a couple of yeah. little you know back and forth it's not no, great it's not great like at all you know there's a again unnecessary gymnastics with the back flips and the back tucks like yeah a lot of it's it. it's pointless and stupid and then he cole throws the chalk dust in hasegawa's eyes and that's slow-mo yeah. that was okay and more like unnecessary the, gymnastics yeah the slow-mo was pretty good with with that but i mean i liked okay let's just be yep. fair i liked when they were doing their warm-ups there was a real burning intensity in their eyes because i mean you can only see their yes. eyes they can't act with anything other than their yep. eyes both of their eyes are bright fucking red and teary yep. both Intense. of them like they're really, really intense, and it's great. But yeah, there's a lot of excessive flipping and gymnastics, and I mean they're ninjas 
you know, the art of stealth and assassination, but they're going to fight in the middle of an open arena. <laughs> like, you know, how do you show off your fucking camo skills and stuff if you're literally inside a glass cube? Right. Like, come we saw on. how well that worked um, out with Pat Smith and <laughs> <laughs> the, the ninja from Robert Bussey's Warrior yeah. International, Scott Morris. Scott Morris. Scott yeah. Morris. You know, oh when a ninja God. can't hide. You're kind of yeah. just when a ninja kid gets punching people in the face, yeah. right? I think he was the only ninja to ever enter the octagon. Uh, I think that's right. I think Steve Jenham uh, might have practiced ninjutsu. Who? Yeah, he was a ninja. He cop, was a ninja cop, like, if I'm was, not mistaken. Yeah. I believe Steve Jenham practiced ninjutsu. That's a fucking movie. I want to see Ninja Cop. I like, would love to see that. Ninja Cop. I don't even know what it's about, but the fact that it's called Ninja Cop is a movie in my mind that I want to yes, see. Yes, I would pay money to see the the movie of Ninja Cop. But this fight has got it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's, hey, it's we're gonna do this. 1980s two oh. guys that aren't great. I mean, Shokazuki is not a bad martial artist. He can he can do no, his stuff. I don't think he was. I think he was kind of underutilized in this because yeah. he's, you know, he's at the beginning and then he's he's at the end and that's the end of it. So he basically gives him like a little monkey flip and uh, stabs him. Yep. And uh, then we get the ridiculous beheading. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We get the, the classic martial arts. I'm, I'll call it a trope of catching the blade in the clapped hands. Right, yeah. where he catches the guy's blade and then does the, like you said, the Captain Kirk monkey flip here and stabs him. Shokazuki's acting here is, uh, again, to be fair to him, is pretty good because he takes his mask off here after he gets stabbed. Yep. And, you know, he's like spitting and shit and like he's obviously it's in a lot good, of pain yeah. and he knows that's a wrap. And, you know, he's basically like, you beat me fair and square. Okay, just let me die with honor. Like he he does a good job here and so does Franco Nero acting like, fuck, all right, I got to cut his head off now i guess that's my job so both of them acting wise do a good job here i think i think they do an excellent job that's the the tragedy of this film because it's so close to being like a really good film like it's a classic film like everybody knows enter the ninja who likes martial arts films everybody's seen this kind of in the circle of you know who we talk to but when he chops his head off they basically cut to uh susan george but i think it was a cut of her just watching the fight because she does not react no, she's like when the head comes off she's just like mm-hmm. just like she was watching like a, a, a cockfight dude or she's like watching that. bob she just, ross do a painting yeah she's just there no reaction she whatsoever. no sells this completely and you cut down to hasagawa and his head you know three feet yeah. apart from each other off and yeah. she's like oh yeah, okay whatever i mean i guess in the storyline, she's seen some shit by now because her husband was murdered in front of her. So she kind of yeah, doesn't give a reacted. fuck. But that's the end of the, the story pretty much. We just have the wrap-up here now where Cole is, you know, going to littlest hobo his way off to the next adventure. Marianne is not going to go with him because that's her home and she's stubborn and she's going to stick with the plantation. So he's like, I'll be back. I'll come back and see you or whatever he says to her here. And she's like, all right, I'll be here. And then we get the drive off and there's this... You know, they drive away, but there's this long shot of the sort of out the back of the Jeep that they're driving where she's just walking out onto this long driveway to watch them drive away. And I thought that was the end of the movie as I remembered it because I hadn't seen this movie in forever. No, we got one more gag to slip in. They got to slip this last little comedy bit in, right? Because it was a good way to end the film. Like, it was a good way of him 
doing the littlest hobo ending, yes. right? Where he's just fucking off and she's just, you know, like watching and that's it. And then they cut to the airport for one last for joke. Dollars driving him to the airport saying, Hey, <laughs> who are you gonna kill next? <laughs> like, yeah. Who are you gonna kill it's next? Like, what the fuck? I don't I'm a ninja. I don't dollars? kill people like that. I kill people. Well, I guess yeah, I like, do kill people, don't it's I? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I guess I killed a lot of people today. Like, yes, I killed a lot of people today. And yes, well, basically, I've killed people since I've since been I've here. been in the Philippines. I, since, I did kill those men with I, the bench, I guess I killed. Yes, I killed those guys. So I've killed a lot of people. But he says, Fair like, point. a ninja. Ninjas don't kill. And I'm like, the fuck yeah, they, they don't. Do. Like, that's what they're, that's what they're for. <laughs> And and when they do kill, they don't kill. But when they do kill, okay, circular logic here. Um, but when they do, uh, it's in defense only. And I was like, "You're fucking a hired assassin." Yeah. <laughs> so you killed that guy asshole. with the dart to the neck in defense. Is that right? You taunt for dicked that dude in defense. <laughs> you taunt. Yeah, that guy you sneaked up on. <laughs> that fella. Yeah, you can't. You there's no sneaking up in the dark on somebody as a defense. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, I got my tabby boots on so nobody can hear me as I sneak up behind him to defend myself. <laughs> and then as the final joke here, we get, "Hey, do you need a porter?" And it's Hook running up with a dolly in his stupid little painter yeah. hat. Oh, no. Oh, it's you. And then he hobbles away. There's your little Benny Hill joke. And then Cole says, I'll see you later, dollar. Walks up, looks directly at camera, and winks. Like down the barrel of the camera. Freeze frame, end of movie title, done. It's a sexy look. It is a sexy look. Frank O'Neill is a fucking good-looking fella. When fucking Hook comes over, they can't just have him, like, come over. They have to put a goddamn stupid sideways baseball cap on him <laughs> with the fucking peak flipped up like he's got to look dumb like stupid as fuck <laughs> yeah he like it is ridiculously stupid but yeah you know you get that sexy look in the camera and the wink and you are done but yeah this is this is a this fails as a really good martial arts movie and it fails as a really good comedy yeah like it's mediocre of both and I think if they had to put a little more time and effort into one of those two things, yeah. I think it would have been a, a a better film. Like, I'd be okay if they went with that kind of fake martial arts kind of look to it. But I'd also be okay if, like, they amped up and actually did some real good choreography and fighting as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you got for the, the <laughs> score-wise and fist-wise? What do you have for music slash Foley? Oh, it's a one. It's a one <laughs> yeah. out of five. Yeah, it's Easily. not good. One fist out of five for the Foley because it's so goddamn goofy that it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. So I'm going to, I have to go, I'm going to go 1.5 because even though it didn't make sense, there were parts of it that legit made me laugh, whether that was intentional or oh, not. Yeah. Like the when he throws the hook at him after tearing the meat off his hand, like it it was so nonsensical that it took me completely out of the mood and made me laugh. So I'll I'll give it 1.5, but that's as high as I can go. 1.5 fists. Yeah. I'm getting one. You're getting one fist. That's a wrap. Five for me on, on, on soundtrack and full. What do you got for acting? The acting is actually really good. The, the the problem is not the acting. The problem is this stupid script yep. 
and the voice dubbing for Franco Nero. Yes. Which really kind of ruins it. So I would say that it is a three if you don't factor that in and I'd give it a four if you do factor in the fact that the script is awful and there's ADR voicing in there. Yeah. The acting is solid. Our three main people are really good. And even I think it's some of Shokasugi's best acting, to be perfectly honest, too, despite some of the little giggles and stuff like that. So I would give it a I would give it a um, a three flat, but I would give it a four uh, if you take those other things into consideration, yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm I'm gonna give it a three fists out of five rating because I think Franco Nero does a really good job when he's just acting. I'm not talking martial arts now at all, just his acting. Oh god! So I think that's a three. I think Frank is a, is a three in there. I think Marianne is a three, and I think Parker and Venarius and and Hook. I mean what they're given to work with and what they do with it, I can give yeah. that a three-fifths out of five rating because I think they do the best they can with what they have. But I don't, like, that's why I gave it a three, because I've never done that before, give it a three-fifths to a four-fifths because, like, the way Venarius is acting at the end, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I fucking legitimately can't tell if he is stupid or cool it's because so it's so bizarre that I, I i i can't tell like if he's if he's doing it as a joke it's incredible yeah. if he's not it's terrible yeah, yeah there's <laughs> like, one way or the other it's, it's just, black or white it's, yeah it's funny that way martial arts i'm I'm at a 1.5 for martial arts because they're not good none of this is good dude there's in no. there's no good fight scenes per se there might be one kick or punch or elbow in the scene that you're like oh that was okay yeah but that's all i'm I'm, I'm only going one fist out of five okay. on yep, that that's fair like i just can't i just like the martial arts is just really really bad yeah it is it's it's very bad i think there was uh yeah no disrespect to these guys they just they just the idea of these guys is to is to make money so they're like hey listen like ninjas are cool kids are gonna like it and listen like i mean mission accomplished because as a kid i fucking went and got all the ninja yeah. Movies, oh yeah man. me like, too so you know like i'm not trying to look at this hey look this 50 year old guy doesn't like this kid's ninja movie <laughs> like i mean keeping it in perspective yeah you know we're making cheap movies we're making them fast we're making them in the Just philippines make, you know made in a month uh, for a million and a half yeah. yeah made in a month we don't know what the Fuck, like you know, like we can't care about continuity, and I'm sure most of the actors, like the guy who plays Venarius, is like, oh, the fucking free trip to the Philippines, okay, right, cool. yeah, and and I get paid ten grand for the month or whatever, exactly, you know? like whatever it is. So yeah, you know, it is what it is, but I have to give it a one one fist out of five. Fair. I think there was zero defenestrations. Nobody got chucked out a window in this. I don't think. No, I don't think so. And would Samuel Hung make this movie better? Samuel Hung would make this film better. 100%. Samuel Hung pretty much would make any film better, but a uh, Samuel Hung as dollars oh, would yes. be an excellent, 
uh, addition because he could also do martial arts, right? And he could do the comedy of like, you know, if they still want to do like selling the nude pictures, but you know, when they <laughs> yep. get there and they're fighting the guards and he could be fast, but confused or he's so good at probably like he'd fight a guy and then like put a nude picture in his pocket and take out a dollar and laugh. <laughs> right. You know? yeah. And then he'd knock another guy out and put a nude picture in his pocket and take out a dollar. Like, you know, like that he would, he would do that really, really well. And I think it would take because everybody's character is pretty good in the film. I wouldn't want to replace any of them. Yeah. But I would definitely uh, definitely could make uh, a great addition with uh, with dollars. What do you think? I think so, too. No, I totally I totally agree with that. I would like to see him as dollars or if you're going to change everything, make him if you're going to change this into a comedy, then make him a comedic ninja and replace Hasegawa with Sammo Hung. That would be pretty funny. Right. And just make it absolutely a Sammo Hung comedy martial arts film because he'd be like an overweight chubby ninja which would be yeah. fucking hysterical but he can actually pull off good martial arts yeah and he could have done the stunt coordinating on this film and really made it much better 100 like, percent better really yeah. really really made it much better wicked wicked man so that's a wrap on enter the ninja wait are we gonna ask about william hung? oh my god william hung would william hung make this movie worse yeah, William Hung. It probably well. Yes, would it or would or would William Hung make this movie better if you if you subbed William Hung in for like the guy that chases Cole across the street and gets choked? I think William Hung would uh, work well as Pee Wee. William Hung would be great as Pee Wee. Like when they show up and he's just like, "I'm sorry, Barbara," or what's what's her name? Marianne George's Marianne. I'm sorry, Marianne. I can't work under these conditions anymore. <laughs> I don't have any training I've in got, plantation work. <laughs> I have no I have no formal training in plantation work. I've already done my best. I have no regrets, but I must leave. And then just imagine William Hung being fucking keelhole behind that fucking <laughs> Oh no. Tuk -tuk. Oh no. <laughs> oh. Oh god, I have no formal training in tuk tuk keelhauling. Yeah, I think it'd be good. But yeah, Samuel Hung. Yes. Okay. Samuel Hung would definitely make it okay. better and William Hung as Pee Wee would make it fucking worse but funnier. Worse but funnier, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, man, so that's a wrap on Enter the Ninja. Coming up next, we are jumping ahead by a couple of decades here. We're jumping all the way up to 2003. We're doing a little movie starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Sean William Scott, Christopher Walken, Rosario Dawson. A little movie called The Rundown. I am really excited for that. I, I I can't wait. I actually really like this film. Ernie Reyes Jr. is in it, which surprised me when I saw it. Like the first time I saw it, I was like, oh my God, is that is that him? Is that the kid from Red Sonja? Yeah, like uh, from uh, The Last Electric Knight and Sidekicks. Yeah, and The Last Dragon. And The Last Dragon. So yeah, I was super, super, uh, super excited to do that. It's it's a hilarious movie. It's got great action. It's got some martial arts in there that are quite comedic. So yeah, it's it's it's. I'm excited for that one. I'm excited too. Coming up next week, 2003, the rundown on you have offended this podcast. <laughs>